Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. Podcasting from the Pacific Northwest, the caffeine and Sasquatch capital of the world, and home to the world's biggest Highland Games fans, this is Fork Talk. Will you fight? A podcast about all things Highland Games heavy events, competitive throwing, and the greatest sporting event ever invented on God's green earth, Sheep. And now, here are your hosts, Big Daddy and Hoss. But they'll never take our freedom! Talking ball guy comes along <laughs> singing a song. Singing it, baby. Don't ask around, you just got to be song. Just stop. Stop. Cause I really love you. Stop. I've been thinking of you. Put your hands back on the table. <laughs> Keep us together. Whatever. Can't, can't see. Can't see your right hand. What are you doing? <laughs> you belong to me now. Why is your voice getting higher? Ain't gonna set you free now. Why is it getting sticky? <laughs> sticky? Hey now. Oh my gosh. I love this song. I'm sorry. You know what? We love the Captain and Tennille. They do not sing songs like this anymore. And there's a reason for it. <laughs> Oh, welcome to Fork Talk. <laughs> episode 15, or as they say in Mexico, episode 15-0. 15-0. Episode 15. Welcome to Fork Talk. Fork Talk. Fork Talk. Welcome to Fork Talk from Boston. We're going to Paca Con, a packing lot. Hey, who are you? I'm Mark Wahlberg, I guess, with the way I'm no. talking. No, who are you? I'm Jay Big Daddy O'Neill. And I am Haas, and this is Fork Talk. Yes, you are, brother. Hey, before we get the off... one and only Haas. Before we get off of Captain and Tennille, <laughs> they actually have been in the news recently. And that's why we're playing them. Yes, we are. Well, of course we are. Um, and you brought this to my attention, It's actually. not because we like them. You brought... I love them, actually. I grew up on this music. It, I know. Don't... I got nothing. It explains a lot, Jay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Enough candy sprinkles. Um... Actually, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, Helen, Helen Reddy, Captain Nathaniel. That's big, not Helen Reddy. Big for me. I'm just Helen saying, Reddy's her sister. I'm just saying what my influences were. So, um, what was the news about Captain Nathaniel? Well, did it, did it, did it, did it, did it, did it, did it. The news was yes. that uh, the Captain Nathaniel, after 39 years of blissful marriage, yes. were getting a divorce. And, it, and, it, and our first reaction was, what? Yeah. I mean, 39 years, you throw it on the tubes. Right. Who's going to want you now? Well, and we assumed it had to do with the fact that he never took off his hat. Well, that was one His big captain's reason. hat. Yes, yeah. Even when they were having sex. Especially when they were having sex. Right. In fact, I'm pretty sure that he probably wore it backwards. <laughs> you think he turned it around when he was getting into oh, it? Oh, yeah. Just like Sylvester Stallone and over the top. <laughs> when I turned my hat around, I'm like a machine. <laughs> and then he goes, but but hey, Tennille, take this. I'm the salute me, salute me. I'm the captain. I'm the captain, bitch. Come on, give me your muskrat, muskrat, <laughs> muskrat, love. muskrat. And, hey, we got a new song, honey. <laughs> let's hurry up and finish up, and then we'll go ahead and write it down. Oh, we're finished already. Okay, well, let's get the pen and paper. <laughs> Stop. Um, it's like we're actually right there in their bedroom. 
So at first we were concerned about this, right? No, I was I, I was devastated because we. Um, I took a day off from work. But but then subsequently, uh, our producer Candy Sprinkles got some more detail, right? Because it came out as early. usual. <laughs> yeah, as usual, <laughs> she got the details. Thank thank God, because if it was just you and me riffing on what we see nah, in our cursory life, pretty much, it would be pretty bad. Well, this hasn't been confirmed firsthand, but. It's been reported by pretty good sources. TMZ. <laughs> Better than TMZ, actually. Okay. That guy with that water bottle drives me crazy. Keep, t- totally. I want to Doesn't kick that just that, drive you nuts? That guy I want to smack. I, I want to do a full-on, off-the-rope, Jimmy Superfly snooka yep. and lay him wow, out. Wow. Yes. I didn't know Big Daddy and Haas spent so much time watching TMZ. Oh, we I, don't. You only have to watch it once I'm, to get annoyed. I, it's when I'm <laughs> flipping. It'll be like late night, and I'm flipping channels, and that'll come on, and I'll stop for a second, and they're in their little convo room, mm-hmm. and he's like quizzing them like he's a real journalist, yeah. and it winds me up. Yeah. Anyway. There's Walter Cronkite <laughs> over here. That's funny. Focus, boys. Yes. There's sorry, been sorry. some speculation, not confirmed by the first-hand parties, but... Good speculation that they're divorcing for medical reasons. Oh, well, you know what, Angie? That I want a divorce. That makes me sad. Because I have an allergic reaction to you. Every time I'm near you, my penis becomes erect. <laughs> you can take some Benadryl for that. <laughs> Benadryl? Okay, I don't want any of that. That's interesting. So what kind of medical reason would, uh, yeah, would I mean, cause well, you to want it to be a divorce? Because that well, makes me sad Well, the captain has had Parkinson's disease for... Some time now. Okay. And his care is costing more and more money. So in cases like this, a couple will divorce to protect the other partner's assets and so that the ill partner can get more care. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, that just made me feel like a loser. So it makes me feel bad about making fun of it, although I'm happy that they're able to do that. Yeah. Um, Sorry. I'm sorry that he has that condition. Yeah, That's too bad. bad. Maybe, uh, maybe him and uh, what's his name can get together and talk about Parkinson. <laughs> Who's that? Marty McFly. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Michael J. Fox. Michael yeah, yeah. J. Fox. Marty McFox. Yeah, they should call it the Captain. They should bring back the Captain Tennille show. Did they hey. have a Captain Tennille show? In the yeah, 70s? they did. Actually, it was like yeah, a yeah, couple yeah. Of years it ran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should bring that back, just like Michael J. Fox show, but it'd be Captain Show, and he's got Parkinson's, <laughs> and he's playing the piano, but he adds a few bars in occasionally because yeah. he's twitching and. That'd be awesome. Well, yeah, I'm sure that would be a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> well, but I, I, but to be honest with you, you know, taking your side, I'd have to say it probably wouldn't be much different than what it was in the '70s, <laughs> because he never really looked that talented in the first place. Oh you know, he wore that, my what's the hat? Come on, brother. That was awesome. They even own a boat. That was awesome. All right. Well, Fork Talk, uh, we, as you can hear, have a full staff. We got our producer Candy Sprinkles. Yes, we do. Hey, folks. We got Devil Ange in the Haas. Hi there. In the hizzy. In the hizzy. Slim Jim is here. He's upstairs, but he's, little voice he's helping with others. Devil Ange has a cute little voice. She does. Uh, we got our security, Rhino, patrolling the fence in line in Canada. All is well. All is well. We got our chief scientific officer, Dr. Ken Nor- uh, Noisewater Beck. <laughs> Bless you, Big Daddy. Wow, sorry. I must be allergic to stupidity. Very goodness. We got the official cartoonist, Matt Thompson, Vargas Highlander. Yes. We've got our roving reporter, the international man of mystery. Miles Wetzel. Yes. Glad to have him back on the show. And our official historian, Roger Saunders. Roger Saunders. I'm going to have to come up with a nickname for Roger. Gandalf. I gave him the nickname Gandalf. Okay, we'll call him that. Our official historian, Gandalf. Gotcha. There you go. really rings a tone. 
website, www.fork-talk.com. Make sure you get the dash in there, because if you don't, you get to some stupid food-eating site. Pretty much. And we love food. We but, do. But they ain't kind of site I want to go to. We don't need a damn website for it. We got uh, Facebook at Fork Talk with Big Daddy and Haas, all one big giant string of it's, awesomeness. It's a mouthful. Can I buy a vowel? <laughs> Just like us. Yes, mm-hmm. indeed. <laughs> right, ladies? Yeah, baby. Uh, sponsor shouts, Big Shut Daddy. Shut up. <laughs> sponsor shouts, Big Daddy. Sponsor shouts. Here we go. Greetings. I'm going to put my hand, put my hand on my mic. My, uh, yeah, do it, do it professional. Like Gary Marshall. Yes. Greetings, Fork Talk Nation. You work Train, throw hard, you eat right, and you need to sleep right if those PRs are going to continue. If you wake up with more soreness than you went to bed with, it's time for a brand new mattress. You'll spend a third of your day in bed, so make sure it's comfortable so you can get really get some good rest and recovery. Oh, yeah. Please check out the Mattress Ranch in Alaska and Washington on mattressranch.com when it's time to replace that old piece of crap stuffing coming out of mattress that you have with all kinds of stains all over it that's that you could right. probably take to your yeah. doctor's appointment and get three samples uh and a your shot urine of sample, your urine a stool sample uh, uh, okay enough yeah max oh, sorry. Need that in the ad <laughs> you'll yes. see the difference in price quality and honesty over the other guys when you walk in there these guys are honest they will tell you to your face you're ugly here's a mattress for you <laughs> stop Thank you and throw far, Mattress Ranch says, because you know what? The owner's a, a thrower. He is, and well done on that. Uh, you're just getting better and better at this. You know what? I don't even know why we even have text in front of you. I don't even, just go with it. I don't even know why I do this show anymore, because I should actually be on TV. You should. I got, um, a, I got a face for radio, though. Hey, Big Daddy, I got a, we got a great show for the Fork Talk Nation. Yeah, we do. We've got pop culture and current events. Let me go. Let me say something. I'm going to break in here for a second. Yes, I know please. it's unusual for you, but mm-hmm. we do have a great show here because you know what? We got a lot of stuff going on. Good stuff. We got a lot of stuff going on. Yep. So go ahead. And Anything talk more about than it. that? No, okay. <laughs> we got pop culture and current <laughs> events. We got a science corner is back with oh, Doctor yeah. Ken Beck, our favorite. Yeah, he's going to have something obscure and uh, ridiculous and, and ridiculous to talk <laughs> about. I'm sure. I we love him for that. He's a good sport. Um, it, there's actually some good science he actually puts in there because he oh. actually does do some research, like you and I. Well, the, the, but, the uh, thing about Ken, Ken Doctor Beck is he's really a doctor. He's really a PhD in science. So he does, he's, yeah. he's no bullshit. And he knows his he knows his stuff. We have got uh, an interview, a yes. great interview. This is our first one in a while. Yeah, we yeah. haven't had an interview since I think episode nine. I yeah, think it was been a bit. or something like that. Yeah. So we've got an, an episode of an interview with uh, we can say who it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gene Flynn. Gene Flynn. Gene Flynn uh, is a fantastic thrower. Uh, one of the one of the highlights of the games, um, and I think you're going to love that world one. record holder in the sheaf. Yeah, yeah just, so, just a peach of a guy. And a world champion, too. And then uh, to wrap her all up, the international man of mystery is going to be uh, here. Let me tell you something, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. If, 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 if you haven't eaten, you better eat before this because your mouth is going to water. <laughs> he's got some stuff he's going to talk about as far as Super Bowl food. I tell you what. Uh, yeah, he's make you want to reach up and slap your grandma. It's going to be good. It's yep. going to be good. Um, so, um, Man, well, you know, as we always say, we got to start with some shout-outs. So we stand on the shoulders of giants. Giants. We're crushing them. Crushing them. Yes, we are. Let's go ahead and start out with our first shout-out. Well, first of all, uh, on Facebook, likes. Oh, yeah. 
Drum roll, please. 589. Wow. We are closing in on 600, dude. Oh, that's amazing. I mean, we it. were just pushing on the 500 not too long ago. Yeah. So this is good I'm stuff. I'm actually happy. Share the love. Share, Share it, the baby. Love. Yep. Uh, recents, thank you to Sue Gray, uh, Kim Walker, Barons. Uh, uh, I think that's Sue Gregg. Sue Gregg. Yeah. Oh, it was Sue Gregg. I yeah. thought I thought it was Sue Gray that you we said. We had a typo, though. Oh, don't listen to me. Bobo the Office Please Boy. Stop. Bobo the Office Boy probably typed it wrong. It's Sue, not your fault. We know Sue Gregg. Love her. Yeah, she's the AD for the uh, first gadget, gadget games. games. Yep. She's also a McGregor. Is she cool? Uh, Kim Walker Barons. Of Cody the, of the of the Red Barons of the. I, I uh, the of the Texas Walker Barons. The Texas Walker Barons. <laughs> uh, Cody Russell, Jackie Church. I tell you what, that's a sweet. That's actually a sweet ass name because it's Jackery. You, that was Zachary. Church. Oh, was it Zachary? What did I say, man? I'll tell you. We need to fire Bobo the Office Boy. <laughs> what did I say, Jackie? Jackie? Jackery. It's, it says it says Jackery. It says Zachary. Hoss never listens to me. This you, we got proof now. You spelled it Jackery. J a c k e r y. I'm sorry. It was a typo. You're a typo. Listen, Zachary. Sorry. First of all, it doesn't it doesn't take away from the fact that your last name is badass because you, Zachary can say, I'm going to take you to church. Yeah, he could. And I like that. I'll make you an apostle. Uh, Frank Henry. Oh, yeah. Hey, Frank Henry, by the way, let's just say I want to give a little extra shout out to Frank. Um, he's an excellent, wonderful master's thrower. The guy is very good. Cool. Um, recently, uh, he, he felt an injury, I guess, and so uh, he's taking a little time off. His back is... Uh, Healing it up. Is, uh, is bothering him, so he's, he's healing it up, and then he's going to come back with a vengeance. So nice. look out, Masters. And Ken Crum. Ken Crum. He's, uh, he's actually become, become good friends on Facebook and, and the like, and we uh, tra- share stuff back and forth. He's a, he's a police officer and just a wonderful guy. Excellent. Yep. Excellent. Um, Musings Big Daddy. Yes. So first of all, shouts to Audrey. Oh, oh yeah, our, our very favorite number one fan. Audrey Rose Walker. Yep. Yes. Big Jim Walker's uh, lovely daughter. Uh, she's... <laughs> Going in for surgery on February seventh. Yes, uh, to have a I think it's a faulty heart valve. She's getting replaced. she's having open heart surgery. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and so Fork Talk Nation, prayers and thoughts send send them that that way to California for Audrey. She's a big fan of the games. We met her in Pleasanton. We talked about her on the show before. She's amazing. Uh, she inspires us, and um, she's going in for some serious stuff. She's got to be in the hospital for a week or two mm-hmm. yeah. uh, for recovery so uh, shouts to her uh, heal quickly yeah. um, unfortunately healing quickly is in the theme of things uh, for some of these shouts because mm-hmm. we got to give shouts to uh, our um, throwing dead partner yeah. uh, who f- was uh, a part of the um, our throwing team for Kelso yep the, the drop uh, deads the drop deads uh, Sean McDaniel Sean McDaniel here. yeah very good guy uh Sean's been a thrower for a number of years and uh, Olympic weightlifter as well. Very good Olympic weightlifter. I didn't know that. Yeah. He did Olympic weightlifting. Yeah, he's very good. Him and his wife both. He also knows how to brew some great beer. Yes, he does. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he, he knows a lot about a lot of stuff. And he smokes a pipe. Yes. Which is cool. But he Not a lot of people smoke, do it. He doesn't just smoke a pipe. He, he, his, he always, if you need to know anything about tobacco... The guy knows everything about oh, it. Oh, really? You need to know about beer. He knows everything he, about it. He's a smart yeah, cat. He's, he, he's a, he's his a hobbies he gets into. Yeah, he's, a, he's just enthusiastic about whatever he does. You yep. know, and One of the things he's enthusiastic about is bicycling as well, and he bikes to work every day. He has in the last three years, and unfortunately, uh, he got into a bicycle accident, and uh, thank God he lived. 
Uh, he's in um, Harborview, which is one of the best hospitals in the, on the West Coast. And uh, the ENT surgeons have had to repair some uh, things on his face and his jaw. Uh, but the kid is making a re uh, remarkable recovery. Yeah, it sounds like he's already like actually stood up a little bit yeah, yeah. and moved a bit. He's had to wear a back brace because he, he he basically broke about six vertebrae in his oh thoracic spine. Gosh. He, I don't, the force that he must have got. Like you said, it's amazing he's alive. Yeah. Thank God, brother, you're alive. Yeah. Holy cow! But I mean, he's, he's up and walking. Yeah. and He's showing the stairs. He's showing the physical therapy, nurses, and all that stuff. You know what guts is all about. That's amazing. But, well, you know, shouts to you and Madonna and the family. Yeah, and shout, and, shout to Madonna yeah. for keeping everyone posted and and keeping strong and 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 just being such a great source of comfort for her husband. You know, that's that that really that speaks a lot to a, a twenty plus year marriage. Yes. Well, I I sure hope him well and uh, and hopefully we'll see him soon. Mm -hmm. um, I guarantee you, we will. And then speaking of <clears throat> you know blessed. So again, the Fork Talk Nation very. Uh, um, um, I don't know what's the right word. Uh, very generous crew. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, we try to be generous with everybody, and, and they are, in turn, generous with us. And uh, we have gotten some lovely gifts We, we over over time. For example, uh, I've got our um, our little mini caber that Kel uh, Mulray carved for us. Yeah, the boss is actually picking it up and looking at it. Fork Talk. And uh, I know you can't see that on air, but I'm... I'm uh, we touching should, it we fondly. We should put a picture on the Facebook page. <laughs> we did. It's gorgeous. It, it's a, it's just a cool thing carved with all of our names and various fun stuff about the show on it. So we've gotten that in the past um, and other stuff. But um, we got, of yes. course, one of our favorite things in the world, a fork. Sheaf fork, yep. Yes. And only a three-time fork. Of course, a three-time sheaf fork sent to Fork Talk Studios. And it was from who, Big Daddy? Uh, a guy by the name of Tom Lawrence. Okay. He's a he's a thrower. He's about forty years old, uh, and I can't remember where he's from exactly. But uh, and I forgive me, Tom, but he's not on Facebook or anything. He's on. I, I basically met him through Nazga. He's on the Nazga board. Right. Um, he posts his workouts there. He comments on my workouts and stuff like that. And then one day, um, I got a message from him, and he's like, "Hey, I got something I want to send you guys. You know, where can I? Where's the best place to send it?" And I said, "Well." Uh, you can send it to Ording, but then you got to pick it up at the post office, or you can just send it to my house. So I gave him my address. And uh, here comes this, this big box, and I open it up, and there's this beautiful three-tine fork. Wow. And it's jet black. Jet black. Okay. Um, Has it got a name? Yeah, it does. Okay. It's called None More Black. <laughs> None More Black. None More Black, like from Spinal Tap. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> So the guy is obviously an avid listener to the show. Oh you know, he's a gosh. big fan and the whole nine yards. It's his second fork he's made. He made one for himself, I believe. Okay. And then he made ours. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it's got the number on it, two. Uh, wow. But the, the, the tines are pre-World War II. They're powder-coated, which is the first time I've ever seen that in my life. I've, yeah, I've never even heard of someone doing yeah. that. And it's amazing. The, the amazing thing is... You know how you take like a tuning fork, you know, and you pinch the, the tines. Sure. Together? Yeah. And they, yeah. well, this thing is, you pinch the tines on these things, and you can time it with a calendar, it because they do going. not stop. The, the, there's, I'm telling you, this fork is gonna, it's got a lot of spring in it, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be fun to use this oh. year. And I'm gonna make sure we video it and send it to him. Tom, Tom, I don't, I don't know how to express 
how awesome that is. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't wait to put that in the Fork Talk bag. Yep. And, it's um, going to look really good sitting in the old Fork Talk bag. Oh, it will, it will, it will. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. That's, uh, that's awesome, awesome stuff. Um, and then uh, shouts to Kel. While we're Kel, on Forks. Kel Mulray. I know. Fork Talk Nation, I know. It's boring. We always shout to Kel. We love him. He's our he's our he's one of our favorite fork uh, makers. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Kel built a beautiful fork for one of our local throwers, Roger Moon, that we've talked about, who has the nickname of kind of like a Chewbacca thing because of yeah. his big red beard. Yeah. And we yell at him. Um, he always wanted a fork named Fork Tard. <laughs> and we came up with the uh, and because of his Chewbacca thing, we decided to combine Fork Tard and Star Wars. So the Fork Tard is in Star Wars lettering, and uh, Kel made the whole body of it look like and feel like it's fur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's even got a carved Chewbacca on the on the handle and the tip of it, the, the top uh, of it, oh it's a Chewbacca head. And and Roger Roger is not quite in master, so he's still throwing B's and actually trying to go up into the A's this year. And he throws the twenty pound bag, and he's getting to the point where he's putting enough torque on it that the lighter tines that we have on some of Kel's forks actually pull a bit too much. They bend a bit too much. Mm-hmm. So this one's right in the middle. Um, it's got, you know, not too thick, not too thin, but it's got a little more beef to the tines so you can apply more force. Yeah. So it's beautiful. So we, it's a piece of, it's a really is a piece of work. It's a beautiful piece of artwork. Yep. So thanks Kel and congratulations, Roger. That was a fun, uh, we surprised him. Mm. He hey. and his wife, we surprised him with that, uh, setting it all up and, and getting that to him. I think he actually had a tear in his eye. <laughs> Who wouldn't? You know, it, yeah. what we, we, we were we were practicing, and we, he was about to use Spitfire, right. my fork right. that, he so, always, that he always uses and borrows. And he, I let him put it into the bag, and he he picked it up, and he was starting to swing. And I stopped him. I said, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Sit, set it down. <laughs> That's not right. And he's like, what? He thought he was in trouble. I'm like, you can't use that. That's not. You're doing it all wrong. I can't believe you keep doing it that way. And I ripped the fork out of his hand. I'm sure he's like, "What mm-hmm. the hell?" And there's like, you know, six, seven, eight people around us. And uh, and then we went and got him his fork and gave it to him. And you his can, wife had a fur bag made for it. Yeah, I said beautiful we, furry bag. Yeah, yeah, we need a cover for it. And I said you got to make a, a bag for this. And so uh, she went and got that faux fur, brown faux fur, and made it to custom mm-hmm. uh, length uh, based on the measurements I gave her. And uh, it's pretty cool. It's, a, it's got a sling on it, and the sling has got his name in it. Mm-hmm. It's it's bitching. So. If you ever if you ever shaves that beard, he's in trouble. He's gonna have to change everything about his life. <laughs> yes. Well, it's it's a sweet fork. Thank you, Kel. Um, and then Kittrich, we wanted to shout back out to Kittrich. Kittrich. Oh, is it Kittrick? Yeah. Boy, I'll tell you, Bobo the monkey boy from the office is having a hell of a time with these damn wow, really uh, cool. show sheets today. Fine. Sorry. It's, anyway, it's uh, one of our favorite names, Kittrick, Kittrick Sonnenson. Kittrick, rock star. Rock star Sonnenson. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Kittrick, uh, he was giving us feedback after the Christmas episode on music we forgot. And what was the music, Candy Sprinkles, that he it's forgot? It's from forgot? a group called Dropkick, the Dropkick Murphys, and it's called The Seasons Upon Us. I haven't. Looked at it. Yes. I'm sorry, Kittrick, but he says it's kick ass. And and you know what? It ain't it's modern, Big Daddy. Mm. <laughs> You'd say it's crap. It doesn't fit. Well but I'll it, probably love it. It's uh you know, it is Celtic. So that that's a different you know, that's that's a whole different story. Oh, oh okay. You're gonna it's go. It's not with some that. rap. 
mm-hmm. know, where some rapper takes an old Christmas song and then turns it into something he wants to. Jingle bells. Batman smells. It does not like that. <laughs> okay. It's an actual really good song with really good bagpipes and the whole night. Lord. Lord almighty. Thanks for the recommendation. We'll add it to the list. Thanks, Kittrick. Hey, Kittrick, next Christmas, you're invited to come join us. <laughs> Excellent. And bring the Dropkick Murphys with you. All right. That's it for Shouts, Big Daddy. Let's move into yeah. pop culture. Pop culture. Pop culture. Pop Culture. Yes. First of all, um, there was a couple um, interesting. Just pulled out of your back pocket. Deaths in the uh, news recently that I thought you might want to know about. Oh well, thanks. First of all, thanks for brightening my day. One of your favorite actors of all times, Dave Madden. Dave Who's... Dave Madden played Reuben Kincaid at the Partridge oh, Family. Oh yeah, yeah, old yeah. Reuben. Yeah. Danny Bonaducci was talking about him on his morning. The show. lecherous old bastard that yeah. uh, was their manager. Surprised he made it to the age of 82. He didn't look too healthy when he filmed the show. 82, that's right. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, in Jacksonville, Florida is where he passed. So mm. um, I, I grew up watching that show. Yeah, so I, mean, I did too. It was yeah. uh, sad to see him go. Um, another one, Russell Johnson, the actor who played Professor on the Gilligan's Island. Oh, wow. I thought he was dead a long time ago. No, mm-hmm. he just died of natural causes in Seattle, near us. What? Yeah. He was 89. So he did get off the island. <laughs> but I think he lived on another island. I think he might have lived on Bainbridge. You think? That would make sense. I think yeah. he... I wonder if he was surrounded by coconuts when he passed. Mm. They probably... He probably had some kind of heart situation. And he instead of using a defibrillator, he said, no, use the coconut ones I made. And they didn't work. <laughs> Died. I'm sure he never got tired of hearing that stick. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he, he's probably hey, rolling over his grave hey, now. Hey, professor. Yeah. Well, you know, we used to do that when I was in school. They'd say, anybody got any questions? I'd say, yeah. You know, if uh, if the professor was sm- so smart, how come he couldn't use two coconuts and get the castaways off the island? <laughs> they always love that in science class. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, I uh... Or my favorite was always this one. I know I'm, I'm digressing a bit. Um, the hokey pokey, is it really what it's all about? <laughs> They love that one, too. I'll tell you oh. what, in third grade, I was breaking them up, bro. I, I always felt that the professor was definitely stupid both of the girls on the island. The yeah. rest of the guys were ridiculously worthless. They they didn't have a clue. I, I just have a feeling that the professor was hmm. getting it from both of those ladies. All I, three. I read an article. Mrs. Howell. Mrs. Howell, too? Oh, yeah. yeah. I read an article about this minx. in Time. uh 1999, Time came out with the, the, the real story of the castaways. And it turns out that the professor was actually doing Mr. Howell. What? Yes. and He's gay? Yes. I didn't know that. You, you know, when you give this guy a $10 bill, he gives you back three $3 bills change. Okay? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right? But the thing is, is Gilligan had erectile dysfunction, so he wasn't doing nothing. <laughs> Skipper couldn't even see his penis. This so was that all, was this that was, was all in a sixty minutes report? No, it was in Time magazine, nineteen ninety nine, April. You can look it up. <laughs> not. It is too. Go ahead. Pull it up. Uh, pull that up, Candy Sprinkles. Let's find that. Thurston Howell the third. Yes. Actually, Jim Backus, he also played Mr. Magoo. Mr. Magoo, yes. That man was known as the Mr. Magoo Mule. He had a penis the size of an army <laughs> Stop. mule. Stop. It's true. Earmuffs. It's true. Kids, earmuffs, earmuffs. 
he was actually in love <laughs> with Ginger, but he had sex with Marianne. Oh, jeez. I'm telling you, 1999. Big Daddy, uh, Time Magazine didn't have digital archives going back to 1999. Oh, that's too bad. Al Gore hadn't been in the internet quite yet. That's Gosh, too bad. So we can't, we can't huh. confirm it. Sorry, yeah. Fork Talk Nation. We can't confirm nor deny it. Oh, well. Hey, um, so this next this next topic is uh, can be slightly, um, I don't know, touchy, uh, especially for Big Daddy. So I'm going to actually bring up some music that will help with that. Hmm. Um, Oh, you know, you can't get angry <laughs> when you're listening to Muskrat Love. No. You can just get pissed off that they actually mm. came up with a song that's stupid. I get all I get all I get all uh, whimsical thinking about this song and looking at you, Big Daddy. Really? Yeah. You the, reason, the video? The reason why I brought this up is because uh, we need to talk about Super Bowl. Yeah, we do. And um, first of all, I got to say and Fort Talk Nation might not actually fully understand or know this, but during the middle of the season, you were pretty aggressive with your comments about the Seahawks. You mm. being a Washington State resident, but mm. never, ever have been a Seahawks fan. Never. And you think all Seahawks fans are fair weather and crappy and all that, and you don't like the team. And You might even, say, might even say they're bandwagon. You're a Steeler guy and all yeah, that. Yeah. So, and at one point, I took the bait and got in on the banter and threw down the bet which you were you were fired up and said hell yeah okay finally someone's I'll, got the balls to have a bet I'll take it and it was when we had a a really important home stand and we had uh, the 49ers I think were coming to town and you're like there's no way they're they're going to win I think we're going to we're going to lose to the Saints or the 49ers whatever it was yeah and so we took the bet the bet was I lose I make you an awesome cigar tray thing for your porch deal Mm-hmm. You lose. You have to shut your yapper about all things Seahawks negative. Pretty much for the rest of the season. Yes, indeed. Yes, and I gotta say, with a, with only a few exceptions, where it was right at the edge, you did honor your bet, and I'm very proud of you. Thank you very much. You have it wasn't not, easy. It wasn't easy. You held back a lot. There uh, was another one too, that is fork talk related, and that it has to do with sheaf. I believe that Big Daddy also yes. made a gentleman's bet. Oh, I, yeah, that was a big I, bet, too. I made a bet with Adam Larson that the Seahawks wouldn't make it to the Super Bowl. Wouldn't make it to the Super Bowl, not win or lose. Yeah. And it was a sheaf bet that the loser would have to buy the winner a sheaf of their color design. Right. So basically, if I had won, then I would get a black and gold Pittsburgh Steelers sheaf. And if Adam which he did win, he'd get a Seahawks colored chief. Right. Yeah. But unfortunately, uh, Jason Clevenger doesn't have any Seahawks colors, so kiss my ass. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I'm, I'm going to, I actually, I got to order in for the for the chief, so hopefully Adam will get it sometime in the near future. Singing a jingle. I am a, a man of my word, Fork Talk Nation. Looking like Good the job, heavens Daddy. above. Looks like muskrat love. I never liked this song. It's disturbing. It's stupid. What is muskrat love? But I mean, it's what, relaxing what because it this is a very, you know, anxious topic. So on uh, Super Bowl, it's Super Bowl weekend. I'm quite excited, of course, because I am a Seahawks fan. Not fair weather. Been so since I was a kid. Are we going to talk about commercials? We, we are. We're going to talk about it all. So, um, Big Daddy, what do you like about uh, Seahawks? Uh, 
Seahawks. Oh, what do I like about the Seahawks? That's an easy one. What do you nothing? <laughs> what do you like? Do you no, like? No, 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 no. I want to. I want to. I want to go on record here. Yeah. Okay. Everybody on Facebook. First of all, I want to thank the Facebook fans and people because a lot of a lot of people could have taken advantage of me when I when they knew I lost that bet, and they could have been poking me and prodding me. True. You know could've the whole been, time. And I never. I, I got to be honest. I've never gotten one thing on my Facebook page from anybody. You know, thrown in my face about a Seahawks win or Seahawks anything. So right. I got to give a little shout out to everybody on Facebook for that. And I'm, you know, so because I could have really nobody got, was rubbing it. Nobody in. Seahawks was really fans are classy. <laughs> classy. Yeah, they are just um, as classy as Marshawn Lynch. Anyway, so the bottom Skittles. line is plenty <laughs> classy. So that's that's kind of the thing. But there are some things I like about the Seahawks. First of all, I love the coach Pete Carroll. He's yep. a good guy. He's yeah. a great coach. And if you know football, you know good football coaches, and he's one. Right. The second thing I like about him is I like their quarterback, Wilson. Yep. I think he's a very nice kid. I think he's very classy, very educated, very well-spoken, and I just like what he has to say. I love the fact that him and his wife visit Children's Hospital, you know, and, and see the kids every weekend when right. they have, an, when they have a, uh, some time off. Yep. Um, just, you know, that kind of stuff I, goes really far with me. You know, there are some other things, you know, about the, about the team I don't like, but I'll keep that mum until after the Super Bowl. Right. Um, but, you know, I don't hate everything about them. I just hate, you know, and here's another thing. One of my good friends is the chief of security out there. That's right. He offered me a ticket in the play, at the playoffs on the day of my birthday, January 19th. I would have been in the play at the playoffs in the stadium and a sideline pass. Nice. I turned it down. You're a crazy bastard. I may be crazy. He said, you can sell the damn thing. I said, I don't even want it. I don't even want that's it. All, that's don't all. talk to me about it. But you know what? That's me. I stick to my convictions. That's good. Well, tell you what. I love Super Bowl, <clears throat> regardless of who's playing. I think it's usually a fun game. At least I hope it's going to be a good game, always. Well, it's really become almost a national holiday. Totally. I think I think this is shaping up to be a good game. I think you got two good teams. They balance each other out well. I think it could. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be – I think it may live up to the hype. You know, the, the question always at Super Bowl is, is the game going to live up to the hype, right? Because right. sometimes it's total blowout one way or the other. And more often than not, it is, actually. It doesn't turn out to be much of a game. Well, so. Yeah, there were many years during the Broncos' heyday before they actually won the Super Bowl yeah. that you knew, you know, they went three, four times, then they lost every time they were going to. Right. You knew they were going to do it, they lost, and they would lose handily. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Vikings, the Vikings had a four Super Bowl stretch. Yeah, they've and lost them. Lost you know, them just, so. But yep. it shows that the the AFC and NFC have become more equal now. Where true back in the day, the AFC just wasn't as strong, and now it's actually a lot more, a lot stronger, and it's yeah, you know, it's it's stronger than some of the NFC. Teams. Yeah, that's good. Do you get into the commercial bits? You know, the the I mean, they're up to a million, they're up to uh, several million dollars for a four thirty second commercial. Do you get into the commercials? Do you like like watching the first commercials or any of the funny ones? You know, I think, you know, when you try to make something even more different than you've made it in the past, it yeah. just doesn't cut it, you oh. know? You know, remember the Clydesdale commercial? Yeah, yeah. With the Budweiser Clydesdale yeah, yeah. playing football? That and was that was cool. And they're going to have another one. This year's one. is going to be even better. I've already seen it because they've leaked them all online. Yeah, right. I, I saw that. It was, it was actually very cute. It's going to make Big Daddy. Yeah. You Weep. will have... Tears in your eyes. Well, that'd be interesting to have my tear ducts removed as a child. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean the commercials are cool, and you they know, can be. well, you know, when I was stationed in Okinawa, the Super Bowl was so big that 
you know, the, everything was played later there. So basically, the Super Bowl didn't play until two o'clock in the morning. Right. And so you got Monday off or a half day off Monday. Yeah. You know, which is pretty cool. So right. that, that that said something about how big the Super Bowl truly is. You know. Yep. It's getting big. It's getting big. They used um, to have Super Bowl when we lived in London. They had Super Bowl parties at bars, and people would be up, you know, until the wee hours in the morning watching the game. Yeah, yep, pretty much. What uh, do you like uh, to get a particular type of food eaten on for Super Bowl? Because food seems to be important for Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, you know, food is a big thing. Definitely, you know, I think everybody likes wings and you know stuff right. like that. Right. And, you know, pizza, the, the normal stuff. I'm, I'm right. sure it's probably one of Domino's and to take out delivery places. Probably one of the biggest days. Huge night. You yeah. know. So yeah. oh, Route 66 pizza in Ording, which is Fork Talk Nation. If you're ever in Ording. Go to Route 66 Pizza. Best pizza ever. i got a question for you. Yes. Why is she talking? Don't I know. thought she was just supposed to use that when she was doing a producer stuff. <laughs> now she's like a third member of the show. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> uh, don't know. Uh, it's good stuff. But, though. hey, every, every, everyone in Fork Talk Nation, make sure you come to Ording for their pizza. They're not, they're not paying us for pizza, so. <laughs> no. They're not, they're not sponsors. They haven't paid us a dime. <laughs> um. I think um, I think obviously many football players could be good throwers. Mm-hmm. We know obviously there well, are some mechanics and thro- throwing. You know, there are some. There is actually a thrower, at least one thrower I know that has played football mm-hmm. into the. Uh, well, you, yeah, um, Robin Knebel. That's right. Robin played for the Oregon Ducks, mm-hmm. right? He actually, uh, I think he had a pro trial as well. Charlie Latt. Oh, he did. Charlie Latt. Charlie Latt played play, college did, ball. Where where do you play college ball? I don't know. I um, played a lot of semi pro. But then uh, Vincent, right? Matt Vincent, or no, Andy Vincent. Yeah, Andy. Yeah, did, Andy didn't Vincent. Andy actually yeah. get some time with one of the teams? He he, uh, he was on a couple of teams for you know short seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he had a little bit of a stint right in in the professional game. Yep. And he's built like a brick shit house. He throws well. And throws well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think... Um, it's athleticism, you know, and timing, you know. And if right. you're, even, uh, you know, linemen have athleticism and timing. So. Right. Yep. Very good. Um, so, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to the game. I'm going to... I'm nervous about it is all hell because, of course, I want the Seahawks to win. And uh, it's hard not to like Peyton Manning. He's mm-hmm. also a great quarterback and a great guy and all that. Um, and there's not really a rivalry with the Broncos like there used to be back in the day between Seattle and Denver. Right mm-hmm. now, they're, we're not as rivalry with them like we are with the 49ers, for yeah, example. Yeah, so, so, so it's not really a I don't like the Broncos thing going on. And it, it's more of a just who you're rooting for. Well, with the 49ers and the, and the Seattle, you've got this huge rivalry because the coaches hate each other's guts. Yeah, they've well, hated each other since college. And there's big characters there, right? Because yeah. Harbaugh's a you know he's a brick. Yeah. He's just a brick. But I like the way he coaches. Yeah. Um. So good. Yeah. Um. It is also Big Daddy Oscar season. Yes, it is. Yes. Your favorite time of year. Well, I like movies definitely. I've you know as much as I love movies, I really am not. You love too, popcorn even more. I'm not too into the Oscars. You're not. Not really. No. But um. But it does. It always tends to. Make me think, well, should I go see a couple of these movies if I haven't gotten to them that have been up for awards? You know, if you, I've noticed, and you, you can back me up on this, but it seems to me like the Oscars have actually almost become a commercial for movies. Where the movie comes out, but the Oscars, 
they get nominated and everyone goes to see the movie. Yeah, I think you're right. I you think know, you're right. Movies that I wouldn't normally ever see, now you're out going to see them. Right. You know, uh, No Country for Old Men. Right. I would have probably never saw it if it hadn't have been up for a bunch of Oscars. Yeah, that's you true. Know? That does happen. Yeah. Timing, too. Unfortunately, when movies come out will depend on whether they get higher ranking as well. That's true. They tend to want to release them later in the Oscar nomination season mm-hmm. so that they can... Uh, have more hype around them to get them and whoever they're going against well and the studios pay big money to basically promote the movies to the people who are voting in the oscars right and that also is kind of skews it a bit because whoever's paying a lot of money to get a movie considered will get it up in the stack right there's only a few movies that don't aren't doing much of that but they're so good that they're getting a claim and again you have a lower budget movie like say the wrestler that came out with mickey rourke Right. Uh, it was up against some other blockbusters, and it wasn't a real high-budget movie, you know, but there was some really good acting in there. Right. You know, so yeah. I think Mickey Rourke won the Golden Globe, but, you know, missed the best actor, which right. would have been huge for him. Right. You know, so. Yep. And the movie was really good. He and could I would have not afforded have... some more plastic surgery. Pretty much. <laughs> and that's a lot of money. I pretty much would not have even seen that movie had it not been, you know, nominated and won the Golden Globe plus gone on the Oscars. I, right. You know. Really, I want to see Mickey Rourke as a wrestler. Really, right? Yeah. Well, so uh, have you seen any of these movies, Sprinkles? What's what are some of the movies that are up for like Best Picture? Okay, so for Best Picture, I think these are in alphabetical order. Okay. American Hustle. I've seen it. Uh, have you? Yes. What do you think? Uh, it wasn't as good as I thought it was. I think be. I need to see it again. It it may be one of those that does grow on you the more you see it. Uh, the right. cast is amazing. The the individual performances fine. Um, I just, there was something about, maybe it was, I thought it was maybe like 30 minutes too long. Like they could have cut certain mm-hmm. parts of it out and it would have been tighter as a movie and flowed better. Cause they, I think they got a little too into themselves. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, this is really going good. We should just kind of elongate this. I, I, I think know. it's a renter. Everything I heard about it was great actors, great acting, you know, but no content. You know, it was, it was like it was a little weak on content. Yeah, weak on you know how, on following and stuff like that. And you know, it's like Candy just said, uh, probably a really good rental. Yeah. Um. So entertainment. You know, when I saw the preview, it was very entertaining. I'm like, oh, that looks like it'd be pretty good. You know, but after I've heard everyone talk about it, I'm really not that interested. Right. Right. What else? Captain Phillips. I haven't awesome. seen this, and yeah, I want yeah, yeah. to. Oh, yeah. wait a minute! Get on the mic there, Angie. I haven't seen this movie. Is it any good? Awesome, awesome movie. Really. Yeah, so, I mean, what did you like? Hanks was good on it. Oh, you saw it too, Big Daddy. Yeah, did we you saw see it together. together. Yeah, yeah. Date night. Okay. Acting was totally good. Storyline was great. Is this is this guy that out of nowhere is the Somali pirate lead that's now in uh, get he's on um, best supporting actor in the Oscar nominations? Was he, he that amazing? No. I mean, I, I they always do this. To he was us. A, he it's was like a, he was amazing, but I mean, I mean, he he was he did an amazing job acting like a Somali pirate. But how hard is that? When All you got to be is a crazy skinny guy running around waving a gun. He was a cab driver from Minneapolis. See what I'm saying? So he's a cab driver. All you got to be is a crazy black skinny guy waving a gun. Anyway, it's interesting. He's a, he's a cab driver from Minneapolis. That was racist, by the way. No, it wasn't. <laughs> racist is if I don't give him any money for the after stop, I take the cab ride. Stop. Because stop, he's black. Stop. I didn't do that. Anyway, how was, um, how was Hanks in it? Was he good? Hanks was awesome. Yeah. But he didn't get nominated. Well, it was awesome because He's up I for, mean, it I think, shows the Somalian guys and their story, and no. then the captain's story. Did they try making you feel some empathy for the Somalis? No, the pirates. 
A smidge. A I smidge, didn't. but but overall they were. Were you hey as a as a former military guy? Mm-hmm. Were you upset with? Uh, I had heard a report that they were actually some. There was a bit of feedback that. Um, some of the special forces community were not so happy with how clearly they showed how the special forces guys took them out because it showed some of the tactics that they would actually use in real life. And yeah. they don't like the bad guys seeing that. It's true. Yeah, yeah it's actually true. The, the thing is too, is uh, as a guy who's been to Somalia and actually been up against these people, um, I can tell you that the reason why Somalia is as jacked up as Somalia is and has been for 20 some plus years yeah. isn't because uh, anyone's keeping them down other than themselves. Their yeah. own shitty government and their own warlords are the ones that are keeping the p- impoverished in poverty. Right. Okay. So they're doing it to themselves. And why we're even over there helping them has always been beyond me. Right. And, and other people you know, will say the same thing. Yeah. So I'm a little. You know, I guess I have to say I'm prejudiced against that. Yeah, you've got um, history there. I got a reason. Yeah, interesting. So, but uh, the movie as a whole was good. It was very entertaining. Uh, it gives you a pretty cool perspective of how um, how bad pirating truly is, and that yeah. it's you know people say, oh, it's a pirate, uh, pirates. It's it's big time. It's big business for Somalia, and it shows you kind of that business aspect for the Somalis. Yeah, cool. So. What else is on the list? There's candy. Dallas Buyers Club, which um, both Matthew McConaughey won Best Actor at the Golden Globes and Jared Leto won Best Supporting Actor at the Golden Globes ah. for this movie. I think I think this is definitely one I'll probably watch when it comes online on HBO or Showtime mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, could be a good renter. What I think it about? it's about. It's about a guy who was in Texas who was uh, fairly. Um, homophobic himself um, and not very uh, accepting of other people's uh, sexual preferences and this and that and uh, contracted AIDS through he got, was it drug use? Or? I don't know but he had the Matthew McConaughey character had got HIV so then this was very early in the AIDS stuff it, it, and he wanted to get certain drugs that you couldn't get in the US so right. he formed this buying club to get these drugs, these pharmaceuticals, they went to inter- help. They went international to, to basically bring in drugs illegally mm-hmm. in the early stages of the AIDS epidemic hmm. to um, to help the guys that were getting it. But it was an interesting movie because he was um, not he was not in the lifestyle, nor was he a fan, and then changed his tune. He over ended time. up forming a friendship with this so, um, transgender. Anyway, it's supposed to be good. It's um, sounds. Uh, I mean, it actually sounds more interesting than I thought it would be. Yeah, McConaughey. The other thing that was interesting about the movie, I think, is you know he did one of those De Niro things. Yeah. He lost forty five pounds or something uh-huh. like that, and a and, lot of muscle. And he's not a he's not a fat guy. No, he's I a mean, lean yeah. guy. To, he probably is two hundred pound lean guy. Yeah. To start well, with, if you looked at any of the movies, I mean, he's a very muscular guy. You yeah. Know, and, so he got really gaunt. And for the movie, so it's kind of funny. They had to go from Magic Mike, where he was pumped up, to Dallas Buyers Club, where he was totally yeah. emaciated. Right. So that's, well, that's it, always amazing. What's What's interesting about McConaughey is, whenever he gets up on stage to do a speech, everybody's like, "Oh shit!" Right. McConaughey is going to talk again. Another stupid Texas story. Right. <laughs> One time he got up there, he was talking about George Strait and how he had a pair of custom George Strait boots and it helped them get laid. Yeah. 
And everyone in the audience is like, shut the up. Only, the only McConaughey story that I've ever liked is I read an article once where he was talking about in the early days when he was finding success as an actor and he had some money, he and his buddies, kind of like a Mark Wahlberg thing, they had their entourage and they would do these road trips between like California to Texas and to New York. And they had this like old school van that was, you know, pimped out. And they would go on these road trips, and so that they didn't have to stop on the road trips, they drilled a hole in the back through the floor, you know, in the back of the the thing, through the metal, put in a big uh, tube with a big funnel on the end of it, and then you just go to the back, like the uh, piss hole in Goon, <laughs> and you just pee in the in the funnel, and it would out the onto the highway, oh. and then they wouldn't have to stop because they were basically drinking road pops all the way. Hey. We'll get that for you and Aunt do for that Aunt. on boats all the time. Well, we'll get yeah. The, get that. There she goes again. I know. Producer. A non sequitur. Yeah. I'm going to get one of those for Angie. Um, Drill a hole in the door of <laughs> the car. <laughs> what next, a, what next else movie, is on that list, Steph? Gravity. Oh. Sandra Bullock, George Clooney. You know, I'm not no, sure I want to see this movie. You don't. Even though everybody likes it. Did you, you see it? Yeah, we saw it. Uh-oh. You saw it and? Go ahead, Angie. It, it makes you sick in the stomach because they keep going around. Oh and my around gosh, really? And around, so it's like being around. at the IMAX theater all wonky. Oh, yeah. A lot of people saw it in the IMAX. Like Beck, Ken Beck saw it at the yeah. IMAX and he loved it, of course. Uh, but it's just so, uh, you know, when you see someone that's in distress for two hours, I mean, she's never comfortable for two hours in the entire movie. You know, she goes from one thing to the next and it's like, when is she going to finally get. You know, what's she going to stop, you know, and just get a, a second to take a breath? Yikes. And she never does. So the whole movie, your heart's racing. You're anxious. When I left that thing, I was a nervous wreck. Yeah. I'm not sure I like you know? those kinds of movies. Not, so, not going to see it. That's, no. that's so, and, and, I mean, how bad of an actor or good an actor can you be when you're in a space suit? Right, right. What else is on the list there? Her. This is the one with Joaquin mm, uh, Phoenix and yeah, yeah. Scarlett yeah. Johansson. I know, yeah, I know which one it is. He's an idiot. I I he's I think he's a good actor. He's a fucking idiot. I think why why do you think that? You know him? Yeah. Um, I know him personally. He owes me 20 bucks. It's a bizarre movie where he basically falls in love with an operating system. I think it's really really funny. Really funny. I'm sorry, and just It's all right. What's all, what else is on the list? I don't want to talk about her. Nebraska. You, want to I, talk about you know Ange? what? I haven't heard anything about that movie. I have. Don't it was wanna... written by a Seattle native. Who oh, well, that cares? Makes, that'll make it suck. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I honestly don't care about that movie at all. It's got Bruce Dern in it, and he looks about a thousand years old. I don't like he it. Is. I can't. Yeah. I didn't watch, like him when he was young. I can't watch that guy because or his he daughter. Was his daughter the, is crazy looking. He's the one of the bad guys in the show Big Love, uh, Big Love and he's one of the polygamist asshole guys. I, yeah. I can't stand him. He did so well being the asshole in that movie that I just don't even want to watch him in anything. Good else. acting, then. Yeah, very good acting. I mean, really, if you hate a guy because of I don't reaction. like him so much, I don't want to see any of his other work. <laughs> it's probably going to win. That kind of sucks for your Let's damn... Let's uh, That sucks for... Sucks for your career, you know. I know. I'm such a bad <laughs> asshole that nobody likes me anymore. They want to watch my movies. That's what I would tell them. I'd say you gotta you gotta dial it down a bit, all right? Because <laughs> Next, I don't want to watch you anymore in anything else. Next is Philomena. The f- fil- what the Philomena uh, is that? Yeah, yeah, Judy yeah. Dench. Yep, I haven't yeah. seen it. Gave up. I'm not going to watch America, that. Find it. Hold on a second. Wait a minute. Let's get something perfectly clear I'm here. I'm going to assure you, I'm not watching that. It's Dame Judy Dench. Dame Judy Dench. Okay, she owned. She, she I owns apologize. That. Yep. She's Say dead. it again. Dame Judy Dench. Thank you. Okay, good. What else? Twelve Years a Slave. Haven't seen it, but I want to. I think it's going to be probably very good. I think it's going to be a movie version of Roots. 
Well, it's, it's got that flavor to it, yes. Well, I mean, what's to know? you got a guy who's a slave for 12 years. Um, he's going to be uh, probably bought from somebody, and then they're going to show him getting beaten all the time, and then then he's obviously going to escape. Uh, so it's, I don't think it's that story, no. But, it, but he good, was a free but, man. But good guess. He was free. That's and, what I said. Then, then he got captured, and then, then he got his enslaved. It's a different story. It's not a different story. Kunta Kinte was captured. He wasn't, and then he he be, wasn't then an American free. They called him Toby. Uh, he was know, an I, African free. I see where Big Daddy's going with this analogy. Okay. I'm yeah. fine with it. Do, I, let's I'm, watch it together. Okay, let's do that. And I'll bet you any money, everything I just said comes true. Let's watch them side by side together at the same time. Check on it. Both of them. Not Roots. I've seen that already. Oh, no, we should both of it. Okay, what else? The last one on the best picture is The Wolf of Wall Street. Ah, The Wolf of Wall Street. I saw this movie. You did? Who's in it? But you guys haven't, right? I'm the only one that's seen it. Leonardo DiCaprio. The, oh, I read yeah. the book. And Jonah Hill. And He's a funny variety kid. of others. Yeah. And it's very good. It it broke a record for the number the most F bombs dropped in a movie in one in one movie. Really? Yeah. I'm in. Six hundred and some. I am in. Yeah. It is I uh, could write that screenplay. Oh, you could. Yeah, you'd you'd be at home in this. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a it's a fun kind of social satire about the guys on Wall Street. And is it a true story? Particular. Uh, it's or based. It, yeah, it's based on a true right. story. It is pretty much. And true story. Um, you know, the guy total excess. He's basically a drug addict and a sex addict and a everything else. But he can sell anything. Angie was both of those and when I married. So. Her. <laughs> We've got along just fine ever since. Oh, and that's, that's the segment. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to now be breaking to counseling session 101 with Big Daddy. Well, that's easy. I mean, here's how, here's how counseling goes. So what I hear you saying is, I call that paraphrasing. Oh, hey, that's our opening. Indeed. Long and glorious as always. Just like my Johnson. <laughs> That's not what she said. If you know what I mean. Off we go. Like a prom dress. <laughs> hey, Napoleon. What'd you do all last summer again? I told you. I spent it with my uncle in Alaska hunting wolverines. Did you shoot any? Yes, like 50 of them. They kept trying to attack my cousins. What the heck would you do in a situation like that? What kind of gun did you use? A freaking 12-gauge. What do you think? Oh, oh, Big Daddy. Yes. You know what that means? I do. That means it is the science hour here at uh, Fork Talk. Yeah, your favorite part, isn't it? <laughs> I love this, man. It is time for our favorite... Only. Only <laughs> Dr. Kenneth Beck. Noisewater Beck. <laughs> the science off, official science officer of Fork Talk is here. Dr. Beck. Uh, let's tune in the tricorder. Is, are you there? Are you there? Come in. Come in. Come in, Doctor Beck. Come in. This is this is Doctor Beck. Doctor Doctor Beck. Science Officer Beck is here. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. How you been? You know, I've been busy. Uh, I've yeah. been. Uh, well, you yeah, just, it's a, it's a holidays. I've been slaving uh, away in Hawaii. Yeah, you just got back from Hawaii. Rough, that, rough work out there. Exactly I was going to say I was competing in uh, uh, Makahiki, 
uh, Games in Hawaii, where I came in second place in the Kapula Conning Division, which is the old guys' division, Masters 50 plus. I came in second. Nice. Nice work. Good job. Nice work. Well, he was on assignment, of course, for Fork Talk uh, Studios in Hawaii, looking for young women to annoy. <laughs> I want to tell you something, too. Slash talk. I went to the gym over there. Can I give a plug for my gym? No. Sure. Oh, okay, great. Um, <clears throat> Kauai Athletic Club, CAC. And I'll tell you. Cock? What a great. <laughs> yeah, CAC. And uh, it's kind of like Klingon, cack. Gotcha. Our, uh, Sounded Klingon. I'm, I'm grabbing onto my cack. <laughs> I'll tell you, those people, people coming in to train, young people, young women, young men, doing squats right. They set them on the Smith machine. They show them how to do it. And there were there were people doing front squats and rear squats. I was so impressed. Did you say and, on the Smith uh, machine? Please tell, me, please tell me you, you didn't say they were doing their squats right on a Smith machine. No, they were learning to do them correctly on a Smith machine. In other words, huh. they were trained, right? Um, it's like learning how to drive correctly on a bike. When the people came off of that after a couple of weeks, I watched, I was just impressed this young woman doing front squats with a bunch of weight. And I said, how long have you been doing that? Two weeks. But I started on the Smith machine, you know, trained there. And I go, like, wow, huh. fantastic. Just blown away by these people. And here's the other thing. You go in the stores, and the young women that you might have just seen, or young men, young women who were into yoga before, have that yoga mat, eating fruit cups and vegetables, they're going in there getting organically grown Hawaiian beef. I mean, I have never seen more people, uh, people coming out of the gym, there's a, a market right next to it, going and buying beef and, and protein. And I was just, I thought, holy cow. I hope more more people can learn from this example. Doing squats and eating protein. You know what I'm saying, right? Oh, I'm with you because oh, I'll tell you, I come out of the gym and I head right to the grocery store and I get my pizza rolls, <laughs> my uh, chicken nuggets. You know, I got, that's protein, baby. Nice. Very good. So here's my shout out to the people I met. Jimmy there. Jimmy is the Kauai uh, Athletic Club and Kumu and... And, uh, and uh, Janice, the other people out there, they were awesome, and they accepted me like part of the Ohana, part of the family. Had a great time for my month out there on Kauai. Nice. That's, that's pretty good but, considering you're a Holly. He's, 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 he's talking all Hawaiian. Oh, yeah. Kukuki. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so anyway, let's get into it. it. Yeah, Ken, 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 did, yeah. you, did, you go to a, did you go to a club there called Kamanawanabangya? <laughs> No, 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 no. He went the one next door. Come on, I want to lay you. <laughs> oh, that one. <laughs> you know, that's a whole different conversation. That, that science officer shouldn't be saying that on uh, Fork Talk. True. That's, that's why they, they let me do that. That's a separate segment. So, so Ken, here's the deal. Uh, Fork Talk Nation, Dr. Beck sends in, you know, communicating, of course, as the staff do with uh, here at the home office. And he's... Um, telling me that he's quite concerned about some uh, videos that were being posted on Facebook that had to do with a uh, particular company, Old Spice, that was claiming 
to have the ability to make your uh, sheath throwing and, and other Highland games uh, better by using their product. And you were, of course, you were you you were uh, incensed by that in some way, were you not, Mister Beck? Doctor Beck. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yes, your doctor was actually approached on Facebook by some of our uh, listeners, and uh, and they said, "Listen, you should have an episode about this because this doesn't. It is this really true that you use? It was a. It was what it had is their um, publicity person uh, in a kilt." And he was talking about the Highland Games, which is great. But then he, he ends up saying that you will have championship sheath. You will throw championship sheath if you spray on or rub on Old Spice product right. before the game. And and a number of the listeners uh, contacted me or wanted the fourth talk to respond. As a science officer, I'm, I tried to formulate some response to that. And then, so what I wanted to do is I went in and saw I, I investigated the ingredients in the Old Spice deodorants being advertised, and I learned that none of those products had any kind of protein supplement uh, and muscle enhancement uh, at all, any known. They were just basically uh, deodorants, and I didn't see any possible means by which that they could make you a, cha- a championship chief toss thrower. Um, just by putting them on your body before a game. So there was no, there was no, none of the um, the ingredients had any kind of uh, enhancing properties that would help with athletic competition. Is what you're saying? I'll tell you what's in them. I can. I, it's right off the Old Spice. It's um, you know, 10% aluminum core hydrate, butane, hydrofluorocarbon 152, cyclopentothioxane, dimethicone. Quaternium 18 hectorate. It sounds good. Tactory. That's like good hectorate. shit right there. Tactory. That's that's. I put that on my but, gloves to hang on right. to the implements. I put it on my pancakes. Yeah. Is a known muscle enhancer or a, a performance enhancer. Oh, interesting. And, uh, yeah. Well, so Doctor Beck, I hate to interrupt yeah. you, but you have heard of some of the new testosterone. Um, uh, products that are on the market where actually they're prescribed and uh, it's a roll-on deodorant with testosterone. Have you heard of that? Yeah, I have. And none of those ingredients, no testosterone. I'm looking at their ingredients now, uh, Big Daddy, and mm-hmm. there's a single drop of testosterone in these. So yeah. were you, so so Ken, were you going to then fire off a protesting letter from the scientific offices of Fork Talk to uh, Old Spice to make them aware of their error? You know, I think what happened is that this came out on, on Facebook, some of our listeners, yep. and I responded saying that I will have to investigate this because the claims I was reading on the Old Spice website and what, what I saw in the commercials seemed... And there was probably a couple couple million people probably heard it. I can't, I can't prove this, but I think Old Spice caught wind of this controversy because this month, January 24th, this month, they've almost reversed course. Now what's happened is they're putting out there's sort of like this fake ad of like, for example, there's a, a really obese person and he says, I put on this ab belt and now I have rippling six pack of abs. I just had to put on a belt. I didn't have to work out. And it, and as he says that, um, the Old Spice, the old uh, spice guy popped yeah. out of there, you know, half naked showing his real abs saying, don't fall for this stuff. You want real abs? You got to work out for it. You got to pump iron, things like that. 
And then he said, and of course, use Old Spice. And Old Spice supports real activity, like CrossFit uh, or other things. Interesting. You know what I'm saying? So I think they caught, somebody caught wind of it, or they knew they were going down the wrong course, talking about magic and magic sprays and stuff. And so they've turned that right around, and now people are saying, hey, these are pretty good commercials. And i got to admit, man, if you're supporting really working out, like I was talking about my uh, athletic club in Hawaii, where you're getting young people started uh, correctly doing, you know, snatches and squats and working out with weights and eating real protein, I think that's a valuable thing. And so if, if they're turning this 180 and now promoting their half-naked dude spokesman and saying, you really you got to work to make this happen, I think that's fantastic. Interesting. Yeah, I think we should, we're kind of on a slippery slope here with uh, talking about half-naked dudes and protein. <laughs> well, the um, it's a good thing they reversed themselves because if we had turned Buskowitz and the gang on him, <laughs> oh, yeah. the, our lawyers. Buskowitz, it, Martinez, Rodriguez, and. Samuelson. Samuelson. <laughs> Schmidt. Schmidt. Um, I think Schmidt quit. Did he? Yeah, he was hired. They quit. They fired Schmidt. You know, he left, and then Putsky took over. Oh, Putsky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good lawyer. He is. Really yep. good. All right, good. Well, and so, um, excellent. Thank you for bringing us up to date on that, Dr. Beck. Uh, anything else? Did you what? want to segue into the old protein? Uh... Well, yeah, you were talking about the yeah, protein well, on I... the on the steaks. So let's talk about the protein. Were they able to consume enough protein, or what's going on? Yeah, so let's, let's stay on protein, because, you know, this got me thinking about the whole question of protein, and there's a lot of questions about uh, how much protein you need. I know in my early days of training, I wasn't eating enough. I'd, I work out every day, and I gain no muscle mass. And finally, my, I, you know, I asked my PT, and you're not getting enough protein. So I went on to basically one gram a pound a day. Technology. So for me, 200, you know, 20 pounds, I was trying to do 220 grams of protein. Mm-hmm. No problem, right, with, with that thinking. I don't think the question of how much you eat. And it turns out it isn't a question exactly of how much you eat, how much your body can absorb. Mm-hmm, yep. Sure. And in fact, there's this article that came out in 2008, um, uh, sports, uh, sports medicine, by a guy named Oban. An open label study to determine the effects of an oral uh, proteolytic enzyme on weight protein concentration metabolism in healthy males. Now, what that means is they're adding a proteolytic enzyme to liquid, you know, protein shakes, basically. A liquid you know, protein. I'm a big fan of oral tests, I just want to say. <laughs> on healthy females, I'm, I'm pretty happy on healthy females as well. But in any case... Continue. You just blew an O-ring, didn't you? All right, we're talking science. So they did this study, and they added these enzymes to liquid uh, you know, protein shakes, and they found out that the body through, you know, different techniques that they use to measure nitrogen loss and what have you. uh, They found out that we absorb, the human body would absorb more more protein if you add enzymes to the the liquid shake. And some some mixtures actually do that. The other thing they found out, which is probably a cheaper way and an easier way for us to have our specific protein shake that we like, is if you add some bulk uh, with fiber into it, like oatmeal, or if instead of, you know, using milk on your cereal in the morning, you pour your protein shake on the cereal and eat it with the cereal. That actually slows the digestive process, so you'll absorb all the proteins in your shake. Mm-hmm. Is that a- I've read that as well. Yeah, so that's a great.
great thing for people to know, a lot of people don't know that, that the part of your intestines that absorbs protein, uh, you know, liquid passes through it in an hour and a half. And you can only absorb 10 grams an hour of protein. So that means you're only getting 15, 15 plus, you know, 20 grams of protein out of a liquid shake that may have twice that much or more. Well, yeah, you get these protein shakes with 50 grams, right? And you're, you mix them up and you're taking 50 grams of protein and you drink it. You're probably only absorbing, you know, a quarter of whatever you're taking in, maybe. Yeah, you like, know? like you said, it'll it'll go through the intestines in yeah. an hour and a half. You can only absorb 15, 20 well, grams. Well, I read a study back in the early 2000s that actually said that they figure that without any enhancement whatsoever that the human body could absorb 33 grams of protein in a three-hour period, which is about right from what you're saying, you know, 10, 10 yeah. grams per hour. So I yeah. believe that as well. Interesting. Good stuff. So I thought that was interesting for, you know, our listeners and stuff. In any case, you know, I don't want to bore you with more science, but that's what I got so far. No, I mean, that's, that, that's what you're here for, uh, Dr. Beck. You're here to bore us with science, and, <laughs> and that's what we pay you good money with for. That's I thought for I was going to sure. be the butt of a Jokes, but that's okay. <laughs> no, that's what um, I got Hoss for. Hoss is a butt of my jokes. All right. <laughs> well, I am back in the, in the big city. Good. And, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll but I want to tell people, mahalo for listening to Fork Talk and live long and grow far. Yes, yes sir. indeedy. Thank you, Dr. Beck. Thank you, Dr. Kenneth Noisewater Beck. I'm glad he uh, got back from Hawaii safe. Me too. Yes. I heard he paddled back on a paddleboard. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. Thank you, Dr. Beck. That's the segment there, Big Daddy. Yes, indeedy. Out we go. Makes me want to find a green chick. And do what with her? Give her some antibiotics. That's what I would do. (laughs) Kiss. I reckon you know a lot about cyberspace. You ever come across anything like time travel? Easy. I've already looked into it for myself. Oh, Big Daddy. (laughs) Huh? I love that. That's good. I like that, too. That is our new um, interview segment bumper music. That's perfect. Yes? I can't think of a better song. ACDC, Shoot to Thrill. I love this song, dude. It gets me fired up. You should, because you are ACDC. <laughs> what? Huh? Come on now. I didn't say that. That's not right. That wasn't me. <laughs> what I love, though, is um, it's a good way to get fired up for our guests. Oh, yeah. Yes? Oh, yeah. I'm fired up as ever. And we have a hell of a guest today. Yeah, that's why I'm the most fired up. Because to date, this is one of my very favorite guests ever. Really? Yeah. Fantastic. We've, we've interviewed Ryan Vieira. We've interviewed Miles Wetzel. We've interviewed a whole slew of great people, but you know what? This guy is the shiznit. The shiznit of the Nigel Schnitz? Exactly. (laughs) So here we go, all the way from Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, where they got a shitload of snow this last week, by the way. We got my good friend, world champion, Highland Games, Gene Flynn. Woohoo! How's it going, Big Gene? Yeah, doing good, man. Thanks for having me, brother. No problem, my man. So, uh, like we talked about earlier, if you have any issues, we'll just go ahead and repeat ourselves. Our uh, our audience is used to it. 
That's right. Fork Talk Nation, you know, we're we're doing our best with the technology we got. So sometimes our callers can't hear us so well. But it sounds silky smooth on the recording. I, I sound great. <laughs> so, hey, Dave Big Gene. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, I'm, I know a lot of people, they know who you are. And they know that uh, you're the basically the king of all sheaf, which uh, obviously is something we love. But um, we're... Let's talk about your your occupation. You're a you're a full time doctor of chiropractic medicine. How when did that start? Uh, that started. I uh, graduated back in '97 from Life College down in Atlanta, and that's exactly how I got involved in the game by going out and watching uh, the games of Stone Mountain, and then uh, got hooked up with Larry Cutchwell. So. Um, I graduated in 97, so I guess that started in 93 when I went there. Hmm. And then uh, I had I had to uh, kind of let the games go for a while because I did three years, two years in, one year as a pro, 96. Graduated in 97 and started my practice. And as you know, you know, starting a practice, I had to put all my energy into that. And uh, after about, uh, you know, 10 years, I got back into the games when I turned 40. And uh, here I am, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, full-time, full-time chiropractor, but, uh, man, I only work about 24 hours a week. That's full-time. <laughs> I know. I saw your hours. <laughs> every time every time <laughs> I, I, read, I read the hours of uh, family chiropractic out there, I think to myself, damn it, I took the wrong path in life. <laughs> <laughs> well, it gives him time to... Uh, practice pretty much which he's good at which is why he's killing everybody <laughs> so uh, big gene you were I, I believe you were an iron worker prior to that in your past life is that right what's that you were an iron Rolling? an iron worker at one time yeah yeah um, i i was an iron worker out of uh, local 68 in trenton new jersey i did that for 10 years you know um, of course you know my dad and all his brothers were iron workers and uh he, he didn't want me to be one, you know, go to school, go to school. But uh, I got a taste of ironwork when I was in 11th grade. You know, I went out. He got me on a job for the summer, you know, saved right. some money. And uh, I got a taste of it. And, uh, you know, man, when you're in 11th grade, I was like 165 pounds. I was lifting weights, you know. I'm trying to get big. And you go on a job, you see these big monsters, you know, <laughs> climbing iron and beating the shit out of things. You're like... Man, I want to do this, you know? Right. So I went to college right out of high school, and of course, yeah, man, I failed out. I didn't, I didn't want to be there. And so uh, I got into uh, the, uh, the apprenticeship program, the three year program as you work. Mm-hmm. And I did it for 10 years, man. 10 years iron working, and, uh, you know, come home from eight hours of busting my ass, take a little rest, and go to the gym, man, five days a week. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, you get so you get a workout at work. Talk about over talk, <laughs> talk about overtraining, man. But you know, <laughs> I was just reading all those. I was reading all those muscle mags, and them dudes are all soft up, and I'm this little skinny kid wondering why. Oh man, I, I'm doing thirty sets for my bicep. How come my arms ain't getting bigger, man? <laughs> <laughs> I think some lightweight throwers are doing that too. It's Pretty not much. working for them. No, not not much. Yeah, at all. man. Yeah, I just you know I wait so much time and energy but you know what it was cool man I, you know and 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 uh you know when i coached kids and you know i, I coached the Olympic weightlifting team for about five years and 
I, I set them on the right path, I hope. I, I think I did, you know. <laughs> right. They, they avoided a lot of mistakes I made, you know. Right. So, hey, tell me about that. Tell me about uh, Olympic lifting, because I know that's a big part of your training, but I also have seen some videos where you were actually competitive. Well, and, and it all started uh, getting back into the Highland Games, you know, because uh-huh. when, uh, when, I, when I thought about getting back into the Games, I was only about, you know, 220. Actually, I was about 200 pounds. I had just done a crazy adventure race over in Ireland. I had salmonella. I was sick as shit. And I'm like, hmm. you know what? I want to gain weight and get back into the Games. So <laughs> I'm thinking I'm going to be light. So I need to learn how to do these Olympic lifts. So that I could become powerful. Right. So that's how I started doing doing the Olympic lifts. I got back into the games. I was about 240 pounds. I got back in, and within like two years, uh, my knee just started swelling up. Because what, what had happened was, I thought I was stronger than I was, and I'd done endurance racing for like five years, and my legs were just like weak as shit. So <laughs> I'm out throwing, and I kind of. Just nicked up my uh, meniscus a bit, so I was like, "Okay, I can't throw, so I'm just going to lift." Because it didn't bother me lifting. Right. So then I'm like, "All right, I'm getting these Olympic lifts down. Let me take a kid on." And because uh, I had a uh, a family was coming into the office, and the kid was uh, a wrestler, and his dad wanted me to get him strong. I'm like, "I got the perfect thing." And from that, I went from one kid to at one time I had 54 kids training. I had eight platforms in my gym all going at one time i had three sessions going beginner intermediate advanced Holy and uh that just ballooned into yeah that just ballooned into um you know we won national championships um, i had two kids 17 and under one made the pan american team one made the world team went to thailand the other two went to ecuador and wow. we're just this little island here man and um <laughs> wow you know, that's I just, amazing I yeah, I just dedicated my, my life to it. I kind of, you know, I I kind of burned out on it because that's, you know, I was doing that freaking six days a week, you know, and uh, I was charging the kids gym fee, 30 bucks a month. You got me <laughs> private, you know, for six days a week, you wow. know, but it, it was all it was all worth it, man. It was all worth it, you know, and a lot of these kids still come back from college and they're, they're still lifting. They're not competing, but they're still working out. You know what I mean? Right, so, yeah. It was a good thing, man. It was a good thing, man. We won. We won some. Uh, we won a national championship. We won. Uh, won AAUs. I had a couple of national champs. And I had a world team member and a Pan American team member. So, geez, that's amazing. I was doing something right. That's fantastic. Yeah. We uh, on our last episode, uh, Big Daddy, we talked about um, giving back, mm-hmm. and yeah. holy cow, fifty plus kids in a program helping to you know push them in their personal journey dude for if power I, lifting that's insane if i would have had that kind of coaching you know at that age holy mackerel that would have been awesome well yeah i mean look at what we get out of gene's video stuff when he just you know contributes a youtube video on here here's a drill i'm doing yeah and everybody just goes gaga over it like can you imagine being a kid and getting that six seven days a week well i'm the one that went gaga and then i made it go viral because everyone, i'm so popular well this is true this is true <laughs> Hey, uh, Gene, this is Haas. I am, um, I'd like to personally thank you for moving up to the 50-plus class. <laughs> <laughs> Silence. Yeah, I, I, hey, man, you were breaking up on that list, but 
I was cool. I was uh, thanking you for moving up to the fifty plus class. Yeah, to leave some room for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, which doesn't do a whole hell of a lot for me now that I just turned fifty. <laughs> so um, let's talk about um, uh, let's talk about the world championships. Talk about what? The world championships, the Masters Worlds. What, Masters Worlds? Yeah, what, what years did you go, and, and what were your... I know you won a, a bunch of them, but what, what were your, your places and all that good stuff, your history of World Highland Games? Uh, for, for, for World Championships? Yes, sir. All right, my first one was uh, 2009. I went over to Inverness, and um, I got beat by uh, Mark McDonald, and... Uh, Actually, Pearl Conrad, he took second. So I ended up third. That was my first world championships. Hmm. And then um, after that, I won um, the year after. I won in Colorado. And then uh, took a year off. I, di I didn't go to Canada. And then I won uh, 2013 in, um, where was that, Greenville? No, 2012 in Greenville. Right. And then I won um, in New Mexico. And, uh, I think Colorado was still my best game, man. I threw like uh, 50 and 70 with the weights. Mm -hmm. I think 72 with the light. I threw um, like 101 and 124 or something with the hammers. And, hmm. uh, I set a world record in the sheath of that game at like 36, I believe. That's right. Uh, I remember so, that. yeah, I had, a, I had a pretty stellar game there, man. I was just fired up for the year before and uh, they're really good uh really good off season i went and uh went and visited my good friend ryan out there in california man he and i go back you know back into the 90s when we you know competed against each other and he had me out for like i stayed with him for like a week and he corrected a lot of things with my with my hammers and weight for height and, you know my weights he tried but you know the weights man my lightweight always haunted me. I was either like uh, I was either like a seventy-two, seventy-four guy, or I was like a sixty-two guy. There was hardly <laughs> any in between, man. <laughs> like, what the hell is this, man? It's, it's freaking lightweight. It's killing. It's it's just like it's just like you're 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 searching for like what is it? What is it? And you just can't quite find it, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's to me like my gauge actually of how well I'm throwing at a games is how well my lightweight goes. I feel like if my lightweight yeah. is on, it feels like my game is on. I, I I can relax the rest of the day, you know. But if my lightweight yeah. is off, I feel like I'm just jacked, you know. Yeah, man. You, well, the thing is, you know, it's like I could. I pretty much got into the games, man. I was just a meathead, you know. <laughs> so all the heavy events, the the, uh, the static events and the heavy weight were always good because I was just a meathead. That lightweight man, you got to be technical, and you got to separate, and you got to hit that freaking thing just right, or you it ain't going nowhere. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you can be as strong as you want to. It ain't going. Yep. You know what Gene can uh, comment on as well, Big Daddy? What's so, that? So, a member of our staff, the international man of mystery, Miles Wetzel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At the last World Championships, he called in yes. to let us know that Gene had won. Right. 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 And. I got the impression that um, Miles had been Im Im imbibing before they got on the bus to go back where they were. 
for the listeners who don't understand what that means, uh, drinking a lot. Drinking a lot, <laughs> yes. So the question for Gene may be, how embarrassing was Miles on that bus on the way back to the hotel? How embarrassing was Miles when he was on that bus coming back from the World Championships and he was drunk? Was he, was he embarrassing to you? I, I, man, I can't, I can't quite make you up, man. Oh, man. Oh, such a good question, too. I think he's actually doing it on purpose. He probably is. Um, t- tell us a little bit about Miles Wetzel. Okay, what about Miles? What do you think about him? <laughs> what do I think about Miles? Yeah, tell us what you think about Miles. Miles, Miles to me is uh, first of all he's an inspiration man. A dude, you know everybody knows the hell he's been through, and he's just man. He's he's getting better now than he than he was before, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he is an inspiration man. He just motivates the hell out of me. And when he's on the when I see him on the field, I mean. You know, we hang out. Besides, like, laughing my ass off the whole time, he just, I don't know, he's just, he's just got an aura about him that just makes you want to just excel. And, and almost like, and like, I'm doing this, I want to see Miles smile, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember he set a world record the same day I did in Colorado. And, uh, man, he was just so fired up. and It was just awesome to see that, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, he he talked about but, uh, that uh, pretty fondly. Yeah, man, he he's just uh, he's an inspiration, man. He motivates the hell out of me, and uh, you know he he always uh, texts me, you know, hey, take every Saturday morning, man. I'm at the gym. He's like taking the field, <laughs> you know, taking the field. So he's you know, the man is just working his ass off out there, and uh, you know, it, it's. It's just amazing, you know? Yeah. It's a bionic man. <laughs> well, and, you know, that's the thing I always talk about. You know, you talk about getting bitten by the iron bug, you know, the lifting bug. And some people, they get bit by it, and, you know, it lasts a couple of years or whatever. But some people, it bites, and it bites them for life. And Miles is one of those characters. I mean, he's lifetime oh, yeah. lifter. Yeah, he's a lifer. Um I consider myself a lifer. I mean, I've been training since about 10th, 9th, 10th grade of high school. I've never stopped. And through all the things I've done, you know, like crazy shit, adventure racing, soccer, ultimate frisbee, all this shit, my first love was always lifting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I came from a I guess a bodybuilding background, even though I didn't, I did one bodybuilding show, but when I was younger, it was just, you know, bodybuilding groups, but lift as heavy as you can, everything heavy, because I just wanted to be strong, big and strong, big and mm-hmm. strong, big and strong. Yeah. And I got that mentality from, you know, my dad and my uncles, because they're all big iron workers, you know? So right. it's like, I just want to be strong. I want to be strong as shit, you know, and just be big, you know? And, and uh, it's uh, it, it's quite a feeling, you know? It is quite a feeling. So. Oh, yeah. I'm with you on that one. Let's talk. Um, let's talk sheep a bit, Big Daddy. Absolutely, um, Miles. Yeah. What? Um, w- Miles. 
Gene. We're interviewing Gene. I know. We were talking about Miles. I had him on my brain. (laughs) Uh, Gene, what what kind of – whose fork do you use? Why do you say that? Because uh, in the 90s, I had my own fork, right? Uh So uh, when I got back into games, I didn't have a fork, and I was just going on the field and use his ever fork. (laughs) So I got a fork, and it was a piece of shit. Times were all crooked. And I I would just use that. I would go out the Tuesday before a scheduled game, and I'd pop three or four over the power line and done. Uh-huh. So I would go to a game and use who's ever fork. <laughs> so I set world records with, like, five different forks. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I hate your guts. <sighs> He's, he has got but, it down. But, uh, you know, I I prefer um, I, for the for the sixteen. I prefer like a little bit lighter kind, um, not super thick, but not the real thin ones. Mm-hmm. And I like the I like a sharp scoop in in the tines, not like a straight kind of curve. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. And those tines those tines have to be even. Like the three got to be evenly spaced. I'm kind of OCD like that. It's like they got to be evenly spaced because as I'm stabbing it into the bag. I'm like, fuck, that thing's crooked. It's going to go crooked. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> now, Gene, does it does it freak you out when the tines come out of the bag and and one has moved and come out crooked, too? What's that? Could, um, does, it, does it mess you up when a tine goes through the bag and comes out crooked a bit, too? Does that, bu- that bug you? Oh, yeah, man. I got to have, like, you know, I try to, you know, I don't think you could ever find the same freaking hole, but, you know, you pretty much have three three worn-out spots, and I try to find that same groove, the same, like, um, tension, sort of say, mm-hmm. each time, you know. Mm-hmm. I like I like to stand it through and push it way forward, side to side, because I, I kind of like, uh, I don't like a real loose bag, but I don't like it tight, of course, because mm-hmm. um, you got to get a good swing on it, but... Uh, yeah, man, I gotta have like the same amount sticking through. To say it's gotta be all even, man. Or I get kind of like if I pick it up and the bag feels crooked. You ever feel the fork kind of turn on you? Yeah, I'll go back and reset it because uh, just not gonna work. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. I've had that happen too. Now, Fork Talk Nation, I heard three holes, which means three tine. Right, Gene. You would never use a two tine fork, would you? The uh, my first world record ever was down at Ed Cosler, San Antonio, with a two time, thirty six feet. <laughs> Just so you know, I'm, time, I'm editing that out. <laughs> first, first time, yeah, first time I used two time for thirty six feet, and Ed, he had a uh, like a guy wire connected to two tops, and and the bar went up, so there was only like. There only had to be like a foot, a little bit more in between the bar and the guy wire, and that freaking thing went right between them. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I don't think I could. It's all somebody. It's all video. I know somebody's got it on video, but I, I could not believe that thing went through that little space. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's sheep for accuracy, right there. Wow, that's nice. Yep. And then you know, the first year I went, Ed says I got new standards, thirty-six feet. There's a hundred dollar bounty on it. I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> and he paid up too, man. He paid up, 
And then uh, the year after that, he didn't get any extensions on him. I hit 36 again the year after. <laughs> they give you another 100 bucks. Did he give you a second hundred dollars? No, 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 man. That was a that, that was a one time deal there, man. I tried to get it. Like, oh no! <laughs> I made that mistake uh, last year at uh, at the Bellingham games that Brett and I do. Uh, we had a big challenge caber, and uh, one of the one of our friends, Corey Brizendine, was up to throw it, and he had one last attempt. And I said, if you get this, I'm going to give him a hundred bucks. Well, the son of a bitch flipped the flipped the stick, and I had to pay up. I had to give him the hundred bucks. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. Cool. What about Gene? What about bags? What about sheaf bags? Are you um, are you partial to any particular Clevenger versus Lawless versus whomever? Well, I've I've set most of my world records with Lawless bags. I, I I've only had to pleasure using Clevenger. I, I don't even know if I'm, I might have used one if they were at the Worlds. I don't, mostly the lowest bags were there, but uh, you know, I, I started out with the pillow types, the derby type down south here. They're, they're pillow types, yeah, you know? Yeah. Right, yeah. And uh, I set, set a world record with the pillow type in Virginia. Um, me and Curdy, we, we, we did that uh, with the 16. I think it was 36-something, I don't know. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, but I, I like that lowest bag, man. That thing, you get it right, man, baby, just flies. Cleverage is kind of same design, isn't it? Yeah, the, where a lawless is kind of more square, um, a Clevenger okay. is more rectangular. But they're, you know, they're kind of sewn together the same way. I got you. Yeah. All right. So... Another another thing you should probably tell our guests is about how I scared you at um, the Masters Worlds in 2012. Remember when we were doing the caber toss? What, when was that? Say that. The Masters Worlds at uh, 2012. And, uh, in uh, South Carolina? Greenville, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We were doing the caber toss, and uh, of, I was in the first flight. Yes. And Gene was in the second. Yes. And so I was, I had gotten an 11.45 on my first turn. And then subsequently I gotten two 12s. Well, that's what yeah, Gene, that, that's what Gene saw. But of course I only got them because he was sitting there watching me. Right. Right. <laughs> Those were big cedar sticks too. They were, uh, yeah. they were green. So they were kind of rubbery. They were weird. And then, uh, I walked, I was walking off the field and Gene goes, thanks a lot, Jay. Now I gotta hit three twelves, and what does he do? He hits three twelves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, buddy. So basically, I was I was first place world champion caber tosser for about forty five minutes. Thank you, Gene. Until Flynn comes along. Yeah. <laughs> Story of many people's lives, right? <laughs> hey, I'm doing really well. I'm up at thirty two, thirty four feet on sheaf. This is gonna be great. Gene comes in. <laughs> I should have Tanya Harding him. I should have, should have given him a Tanya Harding. <laughs> it's kind of uh, it's kind of like the time, and I, I still have this on video. It was 1996, Stone Mountain Highland Games, and uh, there was uh, you know I was competing with the pros, and there were some big guys there. You know, uh, Ryan was there, uh, George Schiappa, Carl Braun, Carl Dodge. You know, only. Only one to turn the caber were me and Ryan. 
Nobody else turned it. Nice. Now, this is my first year as a pro. So I was up last. I needed a 12, and I would be Ryan world champion, right? Uh-huh. So I'm like, all right, man. Here we go. Boom. Up 11.55. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's got to be more authoritative to beat the world champion. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He, but, uh, he gets the I world always, champion. You know, I... Yeah, I always, I always talk to Ryan about that, man. I got that on video, man. It's awesome. You should put that on YouTube. I'd love to see that. Yeah, yeah, I, sh- yeah, I need to. It's on, uh, it's on VHS. I have to uh, record it from the TV and put it on there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got to do that. Indeed. Yeah. Well, hey, um, if there's, is there anything you want, else you want to talk about? We're going to go ahead and uh, wrap her up. But if there's anything you want to, you want to say to the the uh, audience, or or tell me how much you admire me, uh, <laughs> we'd, we'd we'd be happy to hear it. No, nah, man. I just, you know, I appreciate you having me on, brother. Um, Highland Games community is awesome. I love all you guys, man. And um, you know, one thing about the Sheaf, brother, you just you work on getting your pull, whether it's deadlift or high pulls, and uh, go for that backswing, man. Go for that backswing. It's all in the backswing and the pull. Bam. That's right. Better rip, baby. Yeah, that's right. You know, I, I learned that from you, and I'll tell you what, my, my sheaf for the last couple of years has improved just because of uh, getting yeah, that man. backswing. You know, just listening to you and, and actually watching your video over and over again uh, has just changed my sheaf so i really appreciate that i'm sure a lot of other people do too so with that so with that uh gino we're going to go ahead and uh bid you adieu thank you again for uh for calling in and uh and being a guest on our show um always a pleasure you're a classy guy you're a class act and uh a lot of us you know still we really look up to you and thank you again for everything you've done for the sport yeah, man, I appreciate it, brother. Thank you, man. And uh, keep at it, big daddy. Keep at it, brother. Roger that. Take care, Gino. Have a good day. All right, you too. Thanks, brother. Thanks, Gene. Thanks, Gino. Bye. Right. Right. See ya. See ya. Dude. Yeah. Huh? I'll tell you what, I got chill bumps. I'm telling you what, he is, Fork Talk Nation, Gene Flynn, one of the inspirations in our sport. Um, you've never seen a bag explode off a fork mm-hmm. <laughs> when no. he does it. You gotta YouTube him if you're even interested in Highland Games because it is insane. It really is, and I'm gonna tell you something. Uh, I think I'll post a video to Fork Talk website uh, this week of him uh, doing one. Okay, good idea. Um, I believe it was. It might have been Stone Mountain, but it was just uh, oh, a, yeah. a beautiful throw. And let me tell you guys, Gene Flynn is a. I've met him in person. We've been friends for a few years now. He, he will, if you need a tip, or he, you know, I've sent him video before, and he's sent me, you know, responses back. The guy is a class act. He, he keeps giving to the Highland Games. He's been doing it for years. And if you ever see the guy in person, he just looks like a maniac thrower. I mean, the guy is built for power. He's got traps up through his neck, into his head, you know. The yeah. guy is just strong as an ox. I've got sheaf man crush, for me sure. Too. I'll tell you what. I've had a bromance with this guy for years now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was a good interview, Big Daddy. Yes, Off it was. to the next thing. Roger that, baby. Yes. Make it happen. <laughs> Super free.
Hey, Paula. Yeah. I gotta tell you something. I'm really excited about it. Uh, for the first time today, I woke up, I came to the store, and I, I feel confident to say to you that if you don't take this Michael McDonald DVD that you've been playing for two years straight off, I'm going to kill everyone in the store and put a bullet in my brain. David, what do you suggest we play? I don't care. Anything. I would rather I would rather watch Beautician and the Beast. I would rather listen to Fran Drescher for eight hours than have to listen to Michael McDonald. Nothing against him, but if I hear Yamo be there one more time, I'm going to Yamo burn this place to the ground. Such a smart ass. Get back on the floor. Oh, Big Daddy. Hoss. You know what that means? That means one thing. One thing and one thing only. The International Man. Man of Mystery. Indeed. Miles Wetzel all the way from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. He's here. He's back. Roll Tide, Miles. Welcome back, my friend. Yeah, baby. Roll Tide. So, Miles, it's been a little while. We haven't had you on the show recently, uh, basically because our schedule's kind of crossed. But uh, now you're back, and uh, we're going to catch up with our International Man of Mystery and uh, talk about whatever you want to talk about. That's right. It's his segment, his part. He does what he wants. Yep, you can do whatever you want, say whatever you want, and hang up on us for all we know. You know, it's fine. <laughs> well, so, perfect timing because I'm fired up for the Super Bowl, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whoa, a topic we've been talking about. That's right, the Super Bowl. The AFL meets the NFL. Yeah. NFC. Wow, wow, that's well. Uh, <laughs> I don't take this casually. I don't take it casually at all. I've sat down. I've made a game plan. I think the whole thing segments out into four quarters perfectly, and that's the way I'm approaching it. <laughs> Interesting. You sound like a man with a plan. Let's hear it, brother. Yes. Okay, first quarter. I'm going to start off with some fruit and some dip. Fruit okay? and and what kind of dip? I'm going with a seafood dip just to start a tone, nothing too heavy where I'm locking everything down and setting up, you know, any heavy movement, but I'm just getting ready to kick things off in the right direction. Fruit wow. and dip, kind of light and kind of snappy, right? I like now, that. Now, this is good. Now, you're not, you're not dipping fruit in the seafood dip. That would be bad. So it's no, like no, no. crackers in the dip kind of thing? I'm going with a crab dip, and I gotta say, I like a Ritz cracker. It's buttery, it's crisp, it's got a little salt. What more are you looking for? And plus, it's <laughs> substantial enough where you can pile a lot of dip on that thing. Holy! Right, I'm coming down to Tuscaloosa, right. brother. Okay, this is good. This is good. I like your first quarter efforts. I yes. think Ritz cracker is gonna hire you for doing the next spot for them. Holy moly! You made me. My mouth is he's watering. The, he's the Ritz. He's to Ritz crackers what, what beast mode is to Skittles. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Shut your dirty, filthy sore. I'm thinking fruit rise. I like a melon, whether it's a uh, honeydew or a cantaloupe or watermelon or and, and a little bit of pineapple so my digestive juices are flowing because, let's face it, We've got three more quarters to go. Oh, That's yeah. right. Baby steps, baby. Very good. Okay. Baby steps. You're definitely plumbing, plumbing the pipes ready for a big ending. On you got this. me curious. Okay. Yeah, I'm wondering what's coming up second quarter, bro. Yeah, second quarter. You, you, you see, 
see how I'm setting this up. It's not done haphazardly. Oh no! Now, second quarter. This is magic. We don't want to. Uh, we don't want to unload the truck, all right? Because we got three quarters to go. But we want to get a little something substantial because, you know, you don't want to be left out hanging at halftime. So I'm going a little bit classy with some crab claws. Ooh, right. ooh crab yes. claws. Nice. Yes. And, and just to kick it up a notch, we're going to dip those in butter. Oh, of course. Of course. Crab, cra- crab claws and butter is definitely, you know, that's substantial, but not so much that you're going to get the kind of halftime food coma. Yeah, too not, much. it's not too heavy, right? So you're right. not going to be too crazy. You know, and it's not going to really get the balls going, oh, you know, so you're not going to be sitting on the shitter in halftime, right? Right. What kind of crab specifically, Miles? I think these are a little blue crab, and let's face it. We don't just want protein, so that's when I'm going to be coming in with a little liquid carbohydrate in the name of Heineken. Oh, yes. Okay, very good. Good in- choice. Interesting. Heineken is a good choice. choice. That's okay. a good one. Very good. Grab yourself a Heine. Jay's big into that. Oh, I like to grab Angie's <laughs> Heine. Let me tell you, you, as we, you got it going on, brother. As we, yeah, we call that a Hank. Back in the old day. I'm going to have me a couple of Hanks in the second quarter. I plan on having two. Now, since the, the halftime is a natural prep time, that's when we'll fire the grill up Ooh, okay. and start getting things ready. Because, you know, third quarter, you're going to lock it down hard, right? Oh, indeed. Right. Indeed. Yes. All right. Let's that's hear it. Natural, the third quarter is a natural beef quarter, the way I look at things. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you there, brother. It, is, gonna, there, is there anything particular, Miles, during halftime that is important during this setup? Taking a poop. you got to take a poop during halftime. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm going with a ribeye. Ooh. I'm going with a mar- yes, a marinated ribeye. And then not only we're going to do the marinated ribeye, we're going to throw that on a bun and eat it like a sandwich oh. with some... <laughs> Onion rings. Oh, oh onion rings. Oh, my God, Jay. Big Daddy oh. just had a food orgasm. I want to reach out and slap a grandma. <laughs> Holy shnikes. Oh, I, I like the way you – I like the cut of your jib, as uh, Big Daddy <laughs> says, Miles. Holy cow. Okay, so ribeye, marinate – what are you marinating in? We're going to go with the A1 traditional A1 marinade. That's good. Yes, not, of course. Hey, not too spicy, not too salty. Perfect. Right. Okay. Yep. We, we're going to start marinating early now to get our prep ready. You know, you you plan your work, work your plan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. you do. What yes, time do you start do. marinating them? Okay. About now we're coming out of the third quarter. Now you got the home stretch. And I think a natural home stretch, yellow cake, with Hershey's chocolate icing. Boo! Hershey's chocolate. Boom! Booyah! Oh, my goodness. That is a strong finish. Holy mackerel. That is. Yellow cake, not white. No. Not chocolate, uh-uh. yellow. Nice. A little Duncan Hines moist cake. That's like heaven in your mouth, brother. And then Hershey's. That's somewhat traditional. Somewhat traditional. And then the Hershey's chocolate ice cream, icing. Ugh. Just a, you know... Damn. Wow. Oh, very nice. I think I just had an accident. Very nice. <laughs> That's the way you plan Super Bowl right there. Who cares about, you know, specifics around the that, game? That's what makes Miles Wetzel 
Miles Wentzel. Well, he's the he's okay. the man of mystery. He's I mean, he's picked these things up from all over the world. Yeah. Whatever he does, he does it to the nth degree. He knows how to lay it down. Yeah. Whatever yeah. the score ends up being, clearly I won. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> that is for sure. But your toilet loses. <laughs> <laughs> he's installed new grips on each side of the toilet so he can there's they're, they're you can do dips in between. Yeah, he can yeah. do dips, but no, they're they're <laughs> bolted to the floor. So when he's rumbling, whoa, I win, I win, I that win. Handy, <laughs> yeah, the handicap bar is going to get some lat work. That's right. Oh, yes. Hey, you know what? I just made and I I got a, a deal for us. We're gonna we're not gonna be able to make it this year, obviously, but next year we're going on to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. We're gonna have we're gonna have Super Bowl with Miles. That's a great idea. Absolutely. That's a great idea. We'll bring our own food, and you can just cook it up for us. (laughs) Holy cow. Well, we're in the the rundown to the Arnold now. It's only a few more weeks left, so my prep is is really in the cooking stage right now. And I got to say, it's really going good right now. Is it? Good. Good, good. Grooving it in. Yeah, tell us a little bit about your training, Miles. Because uh, I know we were, just, we were talking about it earlier with uh, your good friend and ours, uh, Gene Flynn, we had him on an interview, and he had a lot of nice things to say about you. So, oh, my man Gene yeah. is, oh, I, I love Gene. I love throwing with Gene. Uh, he's a lot of fun, and he is such a great athlete. I just really enjoy him tremendously. Yeah, good dude. We had a, we had a lot of fun talking to him today. So tell us again, uh, tell us a little bit about your training now. I'm really interested. Well, uh, Mother Momentum has come to town, and and I've jumped on, and we got a little momentum going right now. We're in the gym. My momentum's coming. Feels good. Out on the field, momentum's coming. Uh, I actually even threw the hammer good just in my fucking spikes. Oops, excuse me. No worries. I, I... (laughs) <laughs> I went a little I went a little French there on us. Hey. I got all excited talking about the hammer and lost my head. <laughs> Our audience is used to that. We've uh, we, we don't even have a bleep button that can cover me, no. so we're good. Yeah. So tell tell us I about went the, I went I went ninety in the hammer today just in my little slippy spice and was just feeling it, man. Nice. Where it was just yeah, I did some ha- I did some stone, I did some Bramer stone, I did some old man heavyweight, then did some light weight, and then did some hammer, and it was oh, it was just fantastic. Where if it keeps going like this, it's just going beautiful for the Arnold. Where I'm jacked up, man. Yeah, it sounds like it. How's your lightweight treating you? Lightweight for distance. Pardon that, me. How's your lightweight for distance treating you? Twenty eight. How's that going? It, you know, for my first time getting out there and measuring something, I went I went in the fifties with it already, which is real nice for me in the last couple of years. Where uh, I'm hoping to get me a fifty five, fifty six there at the Arnold. Good, yeah, good for you. Awesome. Hey, yeah. so, so so your training breakdown. Uh, I know you know we and I, you and I, we we talk about training and stuff like that. But for the listening audience, uh, how many days a week are you in, in the gym? I do a Monday, Wednesday, Friday in the gym with the steel where I'm just lifting weights. I'm only working like 80% and uh, where I'm not going real heavy, then that way I can move on the weekend and I can throw on Saturday. And Mm -hmm. then Saturday morning, I try and throw everything. Now, after I train on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I might wind my hammer 
where I take my core ball and I'll go up to the basketball court and bogart those guys out of the way and throw the core ball around a little bit. Nice. You know, to get a little footwork with your with your weights there and then get some hammer winds. Where uh, I had a new PR of uh, 65 winds with the hammer. You know, in the yeah. last ever, forever, the most I would wind the hammer is, you know, 10, 12 times. Well, now with following Mike Pekowski's contrarian method, I've got this new thing where I went 65, which is just, that's huge for me, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, see, that, that's that, that's awesome, and it's a good segue too into the. Uh, I know you uh, uh, you've been doing the Pakowski program as well. I, I got the DVD and the book set too, and uh, and that, and I really like it. Uh, I've learned a couple of things from it that I've already implemented that I really that I really dig. Well, what do you think about the, the program in general? I mean, basically the techniques and stuff like that. What have you gotten from it? You know, it's just amazing how he's organized each thing and how he's thought about it, and everything is so logical in what he does. It's just so frustrating, though, that you can't make your body and your feet move so easily like he has done. Of course, he has worked years and years and years just to do that. But, yes, it's helped me even, like, winding my hammer while in the X, doing the reps, getting longer, Helping me just even with the cue of winding the hammer. Don't try and get the hammer back. Get that right elbow back real far on that back, on that left rear side. You know, get the elbow back forward. Gives you a cue, a cue to think of. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and even, you know, with the with the Bramer stuff or with the uh, South African, with the, with the 56, 42, and 28, being in the X when you land in the center, wind, you know, uh, turning in the X, landing in the X, where it's uh, just a lot of cues here. He really gives you um, uh, just in every facet of it. Where he's so he's he's really well thought out, and of course Mike is such a nice guy. He's so much fun to throw with. Where I got to compete with him a couple times when he was an amateur and everything. Where he is a lot of fun and uh, just a really nice guy, real sharp guy. Where I'm, there is nobody in the world that wouldn't learn something from looking at his videos. Yeah, true. I like it. I picked up a couple of tips already from him, so I was stoked to get it. And it was so you know the thing I don't know you've seen you've noticed because you and I have talked about this uh, the different training videos. You and I probably have every one of them, right? And um, I think this one of all of them, and I'm not knocking anybody else's product, but I'm saying that this one of all of them is the most professionally done. Uh, video that I've seen. What do you think? You know, and again, not to knock anybody at all, you know, because let's face it, you know, we didn't have that many things to begin with. You know, uh, you know, we came out of the stone age there, but Mike is very well thought out. He really is. And his, and the production values of it are fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and he's, He's just a real fun, funny guy where, there, you know, I've got a world record still in weight for height, and I learn stuff in weight for height. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, where, yeah. I mean, really just, how you know, you, you're going to pick up stuff everywhere. I mean, of course, uh, there's a lot of stuff for me to learn from him. Yeah. Uh, where he's just unreal, where, you know, he's such, so, so a real good teacher. He and Mindy really show a lot of neat things here that, 
you know, got to put some some distance on your throws. Yeah. Well, and the thing is too is. Uh, like we both just said, we don't knock anybody else who's put out a DVD or a video or anything because anybody that does it, they're not doing it to make money. You're not going to make money selling a bunch of DVDs to a bunch of Island Games guys. You're just not going to. You might make money for the price of the production and whatever. You might get some money back on it. But travel you're money. not, not going to get rich on this stuff, right? So, of course, my thanks goes out to anybody that puts out a video. You know, I, People that come to mind, uh, Ryan Stewart put out a nice uh, d- DVD set. Um, Ryan Vieira has still has DVDs out from from back in the day, um, lots of good ones. And Matt Vincent hasn't yet put together a DVD. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> well, I think it's it's like we say on the show, Big Daddy. Um, we stand on the shoulders of giants, mm-hmm. and everybody each year is raising the bar in some yeah. way. And so all those previous productions have just slowly raised the bar. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Mike and and many thought thought about that as well as they were what you know what do we like about the videos we've seen before what do we want to do that's different and mm-hmm. take it over the top and you know uh, the next the next uh, couple of yahoos that try to put together a podcast you know they may be better than us I doubt it give me a break shut your <laughs> mouth but no, yeah, but but we'll no, be we'll you know no. we'll be let's uh, not get crazy <laughs> let's not get crazy here okay yeah calm down calm down let's yeah. not get crazy yes God. sir yes sir miles we're, we're calm now we're calm you know, sorry i went off the rails the thing is is as great as mike says you know maybe ryan speaks to you someplace in in the 28 or something you know what i mean where there's yeah. always yeah. something from one of these guys totally. you can learn i i would love to see matt vincent put something out because you know matt is so together and and hip with his stuff you know we're I'm too young for a lot of his, I mean, too old for a lot of his stuff because he's so hip and cool. <laughs> but you know he's going to put something out that is so neat and is going to be great. Where I'd love to see what Matt does as far as, his, you know, putting a DVD out for throwing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I, I've talked to him about it before, too. He's just he's so busy. But I think if he ever does, it'll be it'll be good. And, you know, just like all of us, I mean, we're all basically, we're all groupies. You know, we're all Highland Games groupies, even though we're athletes. But, you know, the thing is... Yeah. is you know, we support each other by, by buying each other's products. And, you know, uh, Kel Mulray forks, Clevenger bags, you know, whatever, you know, uh, DVDs, books, the whole nine yards. So it's, it's that's the community we're in. But anyway, well, I hear music. What, what's that music all about, Hoss? Well, it's it, – hey, hey we can, can, I, can I make a – before you guys uh, send me down the road, can I make a shameless plug? Please. please. You know what? ASTs. Say anything you want to. Go ahead. AST Sports Science uh, Supplements. AST Protein. They're Viopro. It's a fractured way. It's the best stuff in the world as far as making you huge. Ooh, good stuff. I've seen you wearing that shirt for a while there. You got that, that uh, white shirt with the, with the no sleeves. That's right, baby. Yeah. AST is really taking good care of me, and it's good stuff. It's one of the few fractured ways out there where they cut it to the most biologically active protein link so your body will be more anabolic with them as opposed to filtering out a whey protein. They cut them. So a fractured way is the very best. It's, it's fantastic stuff. Hmm. That sounds good. I might just go ahead and, uh, and get online and try it. That's good stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, Miles, really don't, good. don't be a uh, – don't be um... – uh, a stranger, we got to get you back on the show for uh, another episode. 
Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Hey, we'll we'll have and to. We, we got to do a we got to do a live action from the Arnold. Yeah, definitely. We'll have to be in touch, and we'll uh, we'll do the old Arnold as well. We'll get an interview too. Amen. All right, brother. Take care of Love yourself. Love you guys. Thanks so much. Take care. Love you too, brother. Thanks, Take care. Miles. Say hi to Cheryl for be us. Be good. Bye-bye. There's no reason we need to be shackled by the strictures of the employee-employer relationship. Unless, of course, you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> in which case, I got some shackles in the back. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But seriously, I've got them. Once is never enough, Big Daddy. That's do true. It, do me one more time. I think you said that to me uh, last time we spent the night together in a cheap hotel room on a Highland Games visit. Oh, I tell you what. In fact, Woo. I remember you singing it just like this. Do it to me one more time. Then I said, I said, hey, Hoss, the money's on the dresser, babe. Hit the road. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we got to go out with the captain. Do it to me one more time. I'm 50. That's all I got. Do it to me one more again. (laughs) You big, bald, beautiful baby. (laughs) Wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah. Hey, it's been a great show. It has been a great show. Yeah, I very much enjoyed this. I loved hearing from Gene Flynn. I loved hearing from our international man of mystery and Dr. Ken Beck. That's two world champions we had on the show in one day. That's a record. It's fantastic. We had some good uh, stuff on the front end with um, our musings. So thanks all for joining us on episode 15. Obviously, episode 16 is coming soon. Right around the corner. Right around the corner. Yep, yep. And um, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. You know, we are we're getting close to our one year anniversary on the show. We are actually. We've got a couple episodes in Feb, and then into March we will have hopefully our live. Um, yeah, e- episode listener, our, of listening, and everybody will come to the show, and it'll be awesome. Yep, we got our listener party. And That's like this good. song, I just want to keep on doing <laughs> it one more time. <laughs> Do the podcast I, we love. I don't like the way you're looking at me like that. Da, 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 da. And that's the show. I'm literally my my sphincter is closing. I'm, I'm just sitting there and it's just it's shutting. Will you stop? Okay? I can't help myself. Come on. Anyway, so that is the show. It is the show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, I want to give a special thank actually to uh, my old buddy Hoss here for taking the time to put all these songs together and music together and fill out our show sheets for us and candy sprinkles for all the research that she goes and does for us throughout the day and the show and and all that stuff and of course my lovely wife devil Ange, for just being here with her cute little voice well done and uh we got to give a special thanks to our our sponsor mattress ranch who we are devoted to we love them uh, www.mattressranch.com that's one word mattress ranch yep thanks for all the facebook page likes up to 589 the fork talk podcast comes out twice a month Question or comments, email us at info at fork-talk.com or Facebook, Fork Talk with Big Daddy and Haas. Until next time. May the fork be with you. Big Daddy, you are the sheaf to my fork. Sleepish goodbye. (laughs) I did not spell that incorrectly. It's it's Scottish goodbye. Bobo the monkey boy has been having a hard time with spelling. So uh, we'll, 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 we'll fire that little sucker. Schlunchamore, great health, 
Captain Quint, take it away. Please take it away because I'm going to sing some more Captain and Tennille <laughs> the Big Daddy. Oh, wait a minute. Hey, hey, get your hands above the table again. One more time, Big Daddy. Do that to me one more time. Once is never enough. Mm. When you mm. pulled on your pants. <laughs> <laughs> and we out. <laughs> no, this time, Captain Quinn, take it away. <laughs> Farewell and adieu to you fair Spanish ladies. Farewell and adieu to you ladies of Spain. For we've received orders for to sail back to Boston. And so never more shall we see you again. Thanks for listening to Fork Talk with your she fork wielding lovable host, Big Daddy and Haas. Check out www.fork-talk.com for more episodes. We throw heavy stuff for fun, people. Caber up!